This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give them life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they kick it trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in, that's on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation The power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all that counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Hey, folks. Welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd. And me, I'm Rich Lotto. What's going on, man? Not much, man. Um... Just every day that I go through life, I'm happy that I have not had to scam people. See, that's where we're starting, huh? We don't have to start there. No. But we, we, we sure I could mean, end up there. That's, but. I think that's a good place to put it. I mean, unless you, there's something that you said needs to start right in front of that, you can get these jokes off off rip if you want to. Fuck it. We, 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 we have arrived. DJ right. Envy, bring your ass to the stage. Um, for those that don't know... Uh, <laughs> DJ Envy of the Breakfast Club, Power 105.1 New York, broadcast across uh, iHeartRadio uh, in syndication ac- across 100 radio stations. Um, yeah. he Are you on Revolt TV or BET now? I can't remember. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, but he is caught up in a real estate scam. Now, when I say real estate scam, this looks so um, pedestrian it doesn't it, it looks the opposite of professional um yes. it looks just absolutely ridiculous like on the outside of this like if yes. you're somebody that's being presented all these 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 videos this denial these photos um these stories this looks insane mind you there are good people that have been scammed out of their money with this and there are actual serious things that are going with this there are a couple of serious things i do not bring this stuff up to laugh at them however dj envy standing next to this dude named cesar or cesar this, this little fat dude and um i don't like he's basically this man was a prisoner who learned this this ponzi scheme essentially in in the states, can we start? Can, can we start back even further? Apparently, um, he learned this while being in prison, and the reason why he was in prison was credit card fraud. Amazing! What from one scam to another? Yeah, he couldn't come out just doing the credit card stuff. He had to up his game. It's almost like, oh man, I can't sell weed anymore. I have to move up. You know, like that's <laughs> it's the same kind of thinking here. But um, this this guy gets DJ Envy and DJ Envy uh, just 
he gets DJ Envy on his nationally syndicated radio show, mm-hmm. essentially to be his legitimacy mm-hmm. to get these people into seminars, which they have to pay a hundred dollars a head to. And there, are, they, I saw some pictures where it looked like five hundred people were in a room, like in a lot of like black and brown people, and it was just like the. I feel like if you're gonna be a scammer, be a scammer. DJ Envy's whole thing was like, you know, he's positioned himself like he's helping the community with this. Like, that's the part that I don't necessarily like about this. But there were some some videos where there's James. There's one video where the man is wearing a poosh icy ski mask. Envy. Yeah, while describing yeah. this uh, this thing where all you have to do is give some of your money, you know, to him. And Caesar's whole thing is like, yeah, Envy, uh, why are you using your own money? You got to use other people's money. And DJ Envy is going on. There are dozens of videos where DJ Envy is describing what he does. And then he's going on to Breakfast Club and saying, yeah, I never made no money off of this. And then, like, there's other videos where he's making the money and describing the deed, like, all in the same video. It's all out there. Charlemagne the God is like, do not incriminate yourself. Do not talk on national on radio like this. But DJ Envy doesn't want to listen. Uh, he's in every one of these things while Caesar is just bouncing around the back, like coming in and out the clip or whatever. It's like, I don't know. We should be recording this, my boy. But Envy came out here and is next to this guy who's been arrested by the by the feds, had a million dollar bail on him. Got bond for about ten thousand dollars, I want to say. And it's wait, like wait. his bell's million dollar. He got on a ten thousand bond. Yes. How? I have no idea. Because you know, normally it's like ten percent. Right. Um. And then Envy's like, you know, I didn't do anything. Did, did, I didn't. I didn't make any money. Did, did I? Did I expose? To, did I expose that I'm too close to the criminal justice system to know that? <laughs> but. <laughs> Bro, some of these videos that I've seen, they're just the height of absurdity. The one with the ski mask is like just to create. He's literally in a ski mask pitching you a scam. Yeah. And like he's like this shit ain't like it's not highly shot. Like it's not professionally shot. They're shooting these videos on like cell phones. Half of these joints look like hostage videos. Like, (laughs) like, I don't know, man. He he called. Um, I think he called Joe Budden. Joe Budden was like, "Man, that's just a Ponzi scheme. You getting arrested? Yep. Uh, don't call me with that bullshit." Clue was like, "I ain't got nothing to do with this." Fab was like, uh, "I'll call you back." Never calls right. him back. Right. The funny part about it is, you know how like oral histories when they're talking about like let's say malice at the palace, right? And you get all these perspectives describing the same thing, so they might be like you know different levels of storytelling from different perspectives. Yes. So. Button months ago, maybe even last year, I can't remember what it was, when like he was like, hey, I'm not involved with this shit. He told his side of the story, like when Envy reached out to him, he was like, oh, it's a Ponzi scheme. You're going to jail. And then to like, you know, because I don't listen, I don't watch um, Breakfast Club. I, I love them. I, for, you know, I don't get their get down is just, I find to be like detestable. Anyway, um, which also goes hand in hand with this Envy James. Shit. How has Charlemagne the God ended up like the good guy now? That's the trick. He's not either. <laughs> anyway, um, so 
So yeah, so back to what I was saying, like uh, I knew the bun part to see that they kicked the door in on Caesar, you know, and like it looks like it's looking real bad for Envy because obviously, like even even if he did know, his money is gonna be looking funny because he put money into this, right? Like like he's a part of the criminal conspiracy <laughs> anyway. So you're right there, right? Right, right. So, bro, they need to string her bell to, to turn, have them turn off the fucking cameras. But you trying to record a fucking criminal conspiracy? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Well, that was that was that was like the advertising for, like you know the the, 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 the multi level was it multi level marketing? You know yes. for the period for the Ponzi scheme slash pyramid scheme. Anyway, um, so to hear envy like a clip get pulled up where he's like he talked about like he reached out to to button. He said his Desert Storm family reached out to Fabulous and, and DJ Clue and Button and like but Button like literally is like it's not no um exaggeration what was said because Envy said the exact same thing that Button said. This is a Ponzi scheme and you're going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, man. Um and that was months ago when when uh, I, the button thing had came out. So now, like I guess, button has came back around to it, and they, and they talked about it this weekend. Like I saw some clips, and they were hilarious. They were like, "Yo, this, they, what are they doing? Trying to they they really got real loud. They got too big for their britches, and this kind of thing that happens. Like this is almost like some. Um, you mentioned all the times he's on the show on Breakfast Club talking about the way that like flat out exp- exp- explaining that this is illegal or this he's is un- the or business uncouth. And like he, he's exposing the business, James. Right, he's exposing the business. Like he's telling on himself. Like, don't this sound? Don't this sound like the hip hop cops got involved? Like, and, and, and don't this sound like people got was going out here listening to these little audios, all this stuff, and you know, also with all the you know stories of people coming back to try to sue them for you know over uh you know over all the times they've been scammed, and everything like all the stuff's adding up. But it's like when they when they go in, they finna do the same thing to these rappers. When they when they when they stitch on themselves about all these all these drills and then hit and all this stuff and it's like you said this on the record you said this well it's just you know that's just entertainment oh really okay the, and, right. and Envy's kind of the the perfect guy he's the smooth talking communicator seems real nice just famous enough to be legit or whatever yep and come to find out. They were acting like they were inducting people into Rockefeller Records. They were handing them chains that said Trap Lord on them. What in the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> like, Has I'm anybody photoshopped the word Trap out and put Slum? Oh my god. It's like Land and then Trap is like crossed out and then it's Lord. And I'm like, this is unbelievable. It's like you laughing in their face. Yep, and um, all these great videos have emerged of like various celebrities, um, uh, basically knowing what type of time Envy was on, and then clowning about it instead like, of being they- like you foul for this. Yeah, yep, and being like, uh, Dame Dash, like you, you're the, uh, you're the. <laughs> I forgot what he said, but he said something like, "You're a dumb person's idea of smart." Like, <laughs> like. Shit was funny. Like, like he's he's so right there. Like, if Envy gets off on this without being like directly tied into this, I I don't know. Like, he's got the best lawyer. He must have hired Jerry McDivitt to get him off. Um, because it's like you are right there. You are legitimizing the scam. You have to go. <laughs> One would think. Right. Right. 
Yeah, man, and it's been a it's been a lot. Cause like, remember like the Rick Ross car show thing back back when you yes. moved first moved to Atlanta. We, me, you, and my cousin Alex were talking about it as we were moving you in about like them going back and forth. And Ross was literally talking about like, "Hey, bro, you out here scamming people? This is a, this was an open secret like amongst the whole entire the vicinity yeah. of Envy. Everyone knew this was going on." James, if someone handed you a chain like to commemorate your involvement with with literally anything and, and it ain't it ain't a sport it ain't a uh it, it's not a sport i can't think of another reason to give someone a chain like this <laughs> what, what what wouldn't something be foul what wouldn't something be, be off to you look man not the people, money you- they're not giving you the money back just as going off the history, anytime you, hand, anytime you hand somebody a chain, it's either for rapping or trapping or, or, or <laughs> like, right? Like, either you Rockefeller or you YSL. Pick one. Right? Sick. This is sick. So, so yeah, man, it's all bad. And, like, one thing that, you know, you mentioned, like, the seminars had a bunch of black and brown faces in there. And... Obviously, this isn't this isn't a church or anything like this, but like this was with him doing all these advertising, talking about like he wants to better his people and all this kind of stuff. Like this was this is not the same thing, but this was very much like prosperity gospel. Yeah, like we have the keys to success, and if you invest your money and your time and your effort and your energy and your positivity towards this thing, we will lift you out of your condition. And people are vulnerable and desperate and, you know, times are the times and wealth inequality and housing is a mess right now. People are desperate. We just came out the pandemic or we still are in the pandemic. But you know, like economic anxiety, all of that kind of stuff, even, you know, ha ha, whatever. But like people are, you know, people are relocating left and right. Like the amount of people that are like leaving out of L.A. and going to like Arizona is happening. Like people are moving to Mm -hmm. for cost of living. Hell. I know somebody uh, very well that just moved out of Tampa, Florida to go to Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? So um, this is a real thing. And, like, people are desperate. And, like, to prey on those people, the same fans that, you know, will get their stupid political advice from these morons, like, it enrages it like it enrages me, and that's why I've never I've never liked them. I never liked their get down when they do these these confrontational interviews because like they're trying to say stuff to you. They're trying they're being trolls on purpose, disrespectful to a person's face. Like, and then their response is, "Well, y'all ain't gonna do nothing." And then if y'all do do something, then like it's a it's, it helps our ratings. Like it's very it's it's very much like a different version of like that shit that that Skip Bayless does with LeBron James and whoever else is on his shit list, Aaron Rodgers, whoever else. And I just find the shit to be distasteful. So, like, I've never liked to get down, um, you know, and with this whole stuff about, like, you know, whether Charlemagne saying he's trying to, you know, renegotiate the terms of black people with the Democratic, with the Democratic Party, like, trying to, you know, say he wants people to, like, hold our votes up to get more stuff to negotiate on our behalf. And it's like, okay, like, let's play this out. Let's play you do, let's say you do play the hardball. Um, Republicans win. What you gonna get from them? Oh, nothing. Just like a fucking ice cube. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, I just, I just, I just hate their whole get down and all of that stuff, man. And um, yeah, like at least at one point before this all happened, before we all found out that this man was doing all this stuff, he was like, all right, well, you know, Envy's not as bad as Charlemagne. Envy's worse than Charlemagne the whole time. 
Who like knew? it turns out, it turns out like this is almost like the uh the T O Randy Moss Marvin or uh Harvin Marison stuff where it's like you know just this model citizen and stuff. Oh, he pulled out the dangle boon and shot somebody before after they, after uh, he kicked their ass. Oh, okay, Let, let's talk more about T O being a distraction for grabbing pom poms or, or or spiking the ball on the Dallas Star. You know, working out. Let, in let, the let's talk more about somebody fake mooning somebody as Joe Buck loses <laughs> mind because I, it, the only possible explanation that makes any sense is he got a, a spotter replied to him what happened and described it as he showed his bare ass. He didn't actually see Randy Moss show his bare ass. So yeah, man. Yeah, I, man. Oh, like like envy's like like that's not like I'd rather the scammers be the scammers. Like as soon as you try to like put some kind of morality behind it, and you know the. The obvious thing for a scammer, for those of you that are listening to this, is like it's kind of similar to all that crypto stuff. And then these people, they were sending the celebrities out there during the Super Bowl commercials and all this stuff. The people (laughs) that run this shit, right? They are not trying to help you get money. Like, Whatever you think, the whole thing is dependent on you buying in. Like, right. this what, I, like what I will say, if, if they're trying, if, if their message is, "Hey, I want to help all y'all get paid," that's not how anything works, right? <laughs> at right. all, right? But one thing I will say, when it comes to the people that you know have done the advertising for cryptocurrency, whatever else, at least cryptocurrency has actual service in and point to it. It's like, okay. We're going to find a way to to transfer funds um without like without um like regulation. Yeah, without regulation, without supervision of banks and the and the government. There's a purpose for that. Most of it's illegal. Most of it's illegal, but there's actually a purpose for that and a, and a reason to have that exist. This y'all just scam people. This is this Yo, was a this was a simple are, scam. What that money was, ain't got no temperature? That's a hustler's line if I ever heard one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they coming out there in forty degree re- weather, thirty degree weather, riding around, setting up uh, seminars, hundred dollars a head, giving out chains. What's wrong with these people? Jesus Christ! Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I look. I hope they throw the book at them. Throw them under the jail. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't, you know, I don't have, I, I, I'm, that's it. I don't have, you can move on. I don't have anything yeah. else. Yeah. Anyone in the comments, uh, leave, leave y'all comments. Um, but uh, this week on AEW Dynamite, Sting announced uh, his retirement uh, and essentially kind of like a four or five month, like mini Sting farewell tour, which will conclude at, AEW Revolution 2024. Sting will be 65 years old just after that event. So he's getting out right on time. Um, this. Uh, well, for AARP? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, he can sign up, you know, get get all of his, uh, you know, his socials and, and all, the, all the money. Bring it to him. Uh, and I'm sure he's going to hit, you know, the signing circuit hard and all that. But, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I I saw this and you know I saw Shivani in the ring and I was just kind of looking at it. I didn't know what Sting was you know gonna say. Everyone you know all week had said this is gonna be re- the retirement, this is the retirement, this is the retirement. And I was just like, oh, we'll see what he says. Then it was, and yep. I was like, 
man, Sting's going to lay it down. And then I just started thinking, like, damn, like, they they pushed him out in WWE because they wouldn't clear him anymore. Um, and, you know, that whole thing was, was foul. Uh, I never really watched him in TNA. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I remember seeing him in WCW when I was a kid, but most of the time Sting was in the rafters or whatever. And, you know, then there's like the early Sting, which, you know, I wasn't a fan yet, mm-hmm. but that was like the early 90s and 80s thing. I'm like, wow. I, I think, you know, the, the defining connection to Sting for me now is his time in AEW. And it's just like, I see Sting and I'm just like, he's a connection to the yesteryears of wrestling that are never coming back. Some. You know, for the good, some for not. Um, but Sting was always a bright spot, um, you know. And James like has liked Sting a lot more than I have, or whatever. Um, and you know, I don't dislike Sting or anything, but um, I, I I saw him and I just I mean, instantly was like, man, what can they do just to make this net these next five months as like big and as meaningful as possible? Because I I think they should do everything for Sting. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's funny thinking about this odd retirement tour when you think of the rarity that is in North American pro wrestling or let's say American pro wrestling, major American pro wrestling, when it's like normally you get like the final match and build towards that and then you're gone until it's time to come back again. Um, This actually feels like, you know, we're more familiar with retirement tours in Japan. Um, So, you know, I I actually said that to somebody uh, earlier today and... um, I'm interested to see where it goes. It's like, you know, because Sting has done, they, Sting and AEW have done so well working together in function. Remember when he first came in and people thought was like, he's going to be the champion? Remember yes. that? Yes. Remember? Man. Like, it, it's, a, a it's lot of people was like, oh, this is TNA. He's going to be the champion. He's going to beat Omega. He's going to be Moxley. Well, no, not at all. He's going to be a luxury that comes in and adds, and adds to the fun of the shows and every show he's on. For, for years. So big L and all y'all that, that came up with yeah. that nonsense. Yeah. Um, the best use of a legend I've ever seen. It's one of them. It's absolutely up there. Um, you know, so I, uh, I don't know what, I don't have any expectations on anything outside of seeing a Derby match or whatever else. Um, but yeah, man, like, um, I, I think, you know, I'm not, it's time, you know, um, if you want to say a little longer, whatever, but you know, it's time. Um, Darby's kind of in a situation where like he can keep doing these awesome or these really fun tags with Sting or whatever else forever if you want to at this rate. But like you see the next step and you see the storylines he's in with all the, you know, the Defy people or the people from the Northwest is, it's cool to see like that kind of, um, be the thing that carries him for the next, you know, six months, a year after, after this or whatever else. So, um, and I think they've done very well with that outside of Sting, like, you know, the right, the ascension of Swerve, uh, the way people actually give a fuck about Nick Wayne, uh, which people, you know, people had all these things about, you know, he, he's going to get lost in the show because he lost his first fucking match. And meanwhile, oh, what's he yeah. doing now? Right. Yeah. An- another, 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 one the, another one of those, like, you know, just immediately the reason to doubt because like pro wrestling has been done well other places, um, especially on Turner. <laughs> So, so yeah, man, um, I don't really have many expectations, but you know, like if I, you know, he's my third favorite wrestler of all time. 
like I grew up in an era where like all my favorite wrestlers, uh, like, I'm, I'm, I'm big on baby faces. Like I want heroes that are actually heroes and charismatic and, and all that kind of stuff. Like I'm not, it's not too dissimilar from my love for, you know, superhero cartoons and growing up as a kid or watching, car, you know, suit car comic book stuff. It's just like, I want to see the, you know, the, in, in Jim Ross terms, like, I want to see the cowboy be inspirational, kick some ass and, 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 and you know, drop or, uh, ride off to the sunset with a girl on, on the back of the horse. Like that was my, that's my thing, right? Like good and evil. I kind of like the, the battle of good and evil and like good wins more than evil. You, you kind of hear me complain about this stuff when I talk about pro wrestling all the time, right? Um, the feel good moment is supposed to get in heat all the damn time. So yeah, like Sting is, you know, we talked about it when we talked about Roman Reigns, uh, last week and his, you know, um, his lack of, you know, quality stuff to get him into the hall of the uh observer hall of fame um of of, of late of now uh, as a per current standing and it's like he's one of those like sting's one of those guys who's like all right has the look has the charisma has the mind skill um is actually you know um able to learn able to wrestle at a certain level um inexperienced or whatever else but like we'll go from there and they screwed him up left and right it's from the left and right, but like you, you watch the dude and you watch like, you know, the way people were drawn to him when I was a kid, kids loved him. He's a merchandise mark. He's a marketing you know, Marvel. And if he had ended up in WWE, I, I kind of say that he would have done better, like following Hogan than, than a warrior would have. I think that's kind of undisputed at this point. Um, but yeah, just, uh, a person that, you know, in different opportunities and different stages and different like alternate universes, like could have been you know a lot bigger than he was given like the skill set that was on that was like on display throughout um much of his career so yeah like a lot was left on the table to do but like i mean if you watched him for any period of time like i'm sure you're getting i'm sure unless it's one of them you know they're booking him poorly the politics of hogan tna nonsense or whatever else i'm sure most people want to have different versions of sting that they're fond of you know just like you mentioned like you're particularly fond of this AEW one. So am I. Uh, but my, my gravitation was like, he's a baby face, like fighting Vader in 92 and stuff. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. um, that was, he was my guy. So, so yeah, um, it's really cool to see, you know, <clears throat> characters change and have different, you know, um, different, you know, eras of their career. And he's one of those people. And, you know, we talk about Undertaker or Jericho or, um, you know, all the people that have hang that have hung on and have, you know, done great stuff for a long period of time like i don't necessarily think his great his his great stuff is nearly as good as those guys but like there were periods of like a lot of fun over the years with sting yeah um i i hope they bring out lex luger um to uh you know what's his health situation uh i think he's a little better He, he he's in a wheelchair but um i think besides that he's he's doing fine okay um uh, you know, it, like if there was some situation where where they brought Lex out and he stood up out the wheelchair, bitch, I'm uh, look, all the tears coming down. They like the salute sting. Nope, I, they, they look, don't don't do it. Um, but um, you know, I, I think you got to ask about Flair, and I, I know Flair's not allowed to show up in AEW. He's allowed to show up anywhere else but AEW. But is that I true? Think, no. 
no, that's just the perception. Oh, okay. it, like that, that's just if he shows up in AEW, everyone will go crazy. But if he shows up in WWE, no or, one will give. Or a does fuck. his last like, match for the fortieth time? Yeah, right. Okay, right. I'm, I'm, I'm saying like people, they just got to show up to like pay ref, you know, gotcha. uh, pay deference to him, like you know stuff like that. So, um, expect to see KG Muto show back up somewhere. Um, it, you know, I, 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 th- I think it's gonna ultimately end up. I, I, he's been on record saying he doesn't want to do a singles match, and Darby's going to be involved with whatever tag match you know is is done for him. But I I, I kind of want to see Sting versus Darby, like, and it's obviously you know Darby would win and stuff like that, but it it would almost be like you know your final lesson essentially, you know the, the final thing you know I, I told you is, is go be be greater than I was or whatever, like. And I, I I have always liked Sting, uh, especially like, you know, r- when he would uh, parachute down, whoop the NWO's ass with, with the bump, with, with the uh, baseball bat. And, um, you know, it, his WWE stuff didn't, you know, exactly go how we wanted it to go. But I think he more than made up for it. Um, you know, while The Undertaker is starting a Patreon, you know, for his podcast, Sting is out here still being legendary. So... Um, you know, it, it took him a long time to get into Observer Hall of Fame. Uh, Dave has always had this weird thing against Sting because he came after Flair. We know how Flair and Dave are and stuff like that, but we don't have those strange attachments um to <laughs> to Flair or Sting. We just love them both. Um, so I I, th- I think you know. You know, I, I haven't talked to Swerve, but I'm sure if I asked him, you know, how it was to work with Sting, he would have none but but glowing stories to tell me um, about about the Wembley match. Um, <clears throat> and he's just done so many cool things, and, and being on screen with uh, a lot of you know great wrestlers of this time, uh, I couldn't really tell you much about his TNA stuff, but you know, he had matches with Samoa Joe, Kurt Angle, Jeff Jarrett, uh, AJ Styles, like. Just all those people, like you know, Jeff Hardy, Jeff Hardy. Oh man, do 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 we have to actually get the Sting versus Jeff Hardy match? We absolutely don't. Okay. Um. But, uh, yeah, I will miss Sting a lot, and I am. They said Tony Khan's giving him a gift next week. Uh, I don't know what it, what it's gonna be. Um, but. I, I just hope they have a lot of cool stuff lined up for him, like bringing Luger out one week. And uh, it's tough with Sting because a lot of people he was associated with died, yeah, and aren't like around anymore. Like you got to bring. Uh, you actually you can't do that because he signed to a Legends deal. I was gonna say have Kevin Nash send something in, uh, but uh, it, it was amazing that he brought up Dusty Rhodes crowd cheers. Hogan, boo! And then Sting was like, hey, uh, well, you know, he's like, that's fine, but I learned a lot from him, da 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 and he kind of, you know, kept it rolling or whatever. But, but that's the thing with, with Sting, like, Sting was over, apparently, like, overwhelmingly positive and, like, not high maintenance compared to even the other, you know, Flair, Hogan, Nash, Macho Man. Like, like people just even back then were like, yeah, you know, he was trying to work with people. 
And that's probably why it didn't work, because he was too nice. You know? So... Yeah, yeah, I love the Sting and Luger team also, uh, Doc Lariat. Like, it was, like, I they love Sting and Luger. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, like, a lot of muscles, you know, <laughs> a lot of ass whooping, you know. It was just, oh, like, yeah. you know, before we ever thought about it in that way, as like, uh, you, the utility of rosters or whatever. It was, like, all right, like, they're together, and they're a long-term tag team, and, like, they had a fallout, and they got back together. And, like, that was good for them while they weren't, in the single spotlight at the time, we never really thought of them that way, but like it was a really good use of them all those years. When yeah. they would always come, when they would come back to each other for whatever spurts. <clears throat> but um, yeah, man, let's let's move on. Um, I'm sure we'll and we'll have more to cover, you know, over the next five months, like with this yeah. thing stuff and everything they do. So, yeah. um, so real quick, I wanted to mention this because uh, because you know I'm. Sh- I don't know if this is going to be a clip or not, so I didn't want to break it up by throwing in my interject and my, my Vikings nonsense, but, like, Kirk Cousins got stopped on the one on, the, on one of the tush pushes, so, like, I don't want to hear Caleb cry about the fact that it's automatic ever again. Fred Warner literally leaped over uh, the center <laughs> as the ball snapped. He caught the and just tackled him. <laughs> like, it was awesome. But, uh, yeah, so don't want to hear it. Don't want to hear it because, you know, he knows he's going to have to go see the Eagles again in the playoffs if he wants to get to Super Bowl. Is his Niners. And, like, he's been crying about the Eagles. He's like, well, I just saw Kirk Cousins get stopped. T- You're doing that preliminary push. crying. Yeah. He cr- like, yep, yep, yep. Look, the election was stolen. The election is being stolen. That's what he's doing. That's what he's doing. Yeah. Pre-cope. Un- yep. Unbelievable. Yep. Um. So people are voting illegally. <laughs> Slow the mail down. Stop the count. Stop the votes. Um. Oh man, appreciate it. Um. But uh, new NBA season. Uh, the about to start. Seems so fast. Uh, seems like the NBA finals just ended. Even though we had, you know, uh, we had FIBA. This you know. Year. We have FIBA. I didn't pay a lick of attention to because, you know, we got fucking molly whopped. Um, and we sent like the, the E level team out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, um, a lot of stuff, a lot of different storylines in the NBA, right? I think that Victor Wemiyama coming around now is one of the most exciting things that can happen to the league right now because let's face it. A lot of this stuff is old hat. It's tired. Like, it's James Harden quitting on his fourth or fifth team. Like, you know, before or coming into a season and, and no, no, he threatening the third team. This is, this is the third team he's, he's ever been on. Got you. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> well, not oh, sorry. No, no, this is fourteen. This is fourteen, but like when he was a star, like he didn't he didn't oust himself out of OKC. They ousted him, dumbasses. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. This is his third time quitting quitting on a team. I, I feel like I've just seen this before. Yeah. And like I don't know if he's gonna pull out the fat suit. He seems like he's gonna leave the fat suit in the closet and just not show up this time. So the fat suit uh, stuff is always so funny because it's like, uh, you know, like I do the I, I've been doing the dieting thing or whatever. Else. It's like, and I remember at the time when I said it when people were talking about, I was like, y'all are talking about this dude like he's fat. All he did was like eat everything he could for two days. That's it. Like it's like if he just doesn't if he goes back on a diet in five days he'll look he'll look like himself again, and then like people are like oh my god he has a fast suit nah man like he's doing the Tanahashi y'all just don't understand how cutting weight cutting cutting works that, that that's fine 
but um, uh, can the Warriors still hold it together? We we've been there. Um, you know the do the Lakers have enough help for for LeBron? We've been there before. Like like I get it. Um, Jokic and and Murray they play in the Mountain Time Zone. Like yep. people aren't actually going to watch these games. You know, uh, you know, week by week and month by month, um, Zion uh, is, is showing back up. We've been there before. Oh, we're gonna hope, hope. You know, Zion has it all right. John Morant suspended for twenty five games. We can't even watch him him play. Yep. Um, the Celtics. Can, yeah, I'm about the, to say they, they can can can, can, can Jalen Brown and Tatum not fuck off games and in a crush time of games when it matters the most we've been there before like it's yeah. been for years and years like all the same are they, things are they he gonna try in the regular season okie doke us in the postseason again yep like which which person will they randomly pull off the street to to be a borderline like a <laughs> borderline all-star like uh, you know, will Kevin Durant, you know, Kevin Durant's super team, you know, we've done it. We've been there before. Like, super team that doesn't do any dirty work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so with Wimby Yama showing up, I don't have any of these, um, you know, tired feelings around that stuff, like around mm-hmm. all the stuff. Well, Wimby Yama is just like, just amaze me, brother. Like, <laughs> just, just, yeah. just, just come out here and, and, you know, I'll just, you know, you know. Oh, oh, the the Clippers. Can the Clippers stay healthy? Did I not mention that one? Did not <laughs> mention that one. Yeah, that's another good one. It's the same shit. Like, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Wembenyama and you know Chet. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to to see the yeah the, the new guys or whatever. And, right. Um, it. I I, I just hope uh, Wembenyama like balls like and it's like some shit like that we haven't seen before and that's that's pretty much what i'm looking for like i can't even tell you like yeah man like who's gonna win the win the west i'm like lakers or nuggets yeah it's like who and then the puncher, a good puncher chance is like you know the 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 sons if they can get some like buyout help some sides a quality big or whatever else or like you know Jokic, lebron ad goes down that sort of thing like they like i think people are Either all in on them, or I think they're really a divisive team, the Suns. But you know, whatever. It still goes to that story you mentioned, like like Kevin Durant's on this super powered offensive team that doesn't have people doing dirty work on defense or rebounding and small. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joel Embiid is gonna be somebody to watch. He might be yeah. like, yeah, it's yeah. time for me to go, especially yeah. with Giannis resigning with the Bucks now. Yeah, um, there's been some talk of like. I am the Knicks, and it's like, ain't no way. Like, that man has it written all over. If he's a New York Knick, he will break down in half a year like Amari Stoudemire. And then, like, that man will be showing up with both knees wrapped like Patrick Ewing eventually. Like, you don't want So you just do all the hits of, like, of all-star bigs that got old real quick in New York? Okay. Yep. Look, I could do the point guards. Do you do you want me to do that? <laughs> I will say this. Can you imagine he ends up getting to New York? Because, you know, like the word is uh, that Donald Mitchell does not want to re- uh, resign in, in uh, Cleveland. Shocker. Right. So 
like, just imagine, like, the MB, the hype, the hype train for him in New York, and then he goes down. You know what the first thing he's going to do? You know what the first thing New Yorkers going to do? They ain't gonna blame what? them fucking Skechers, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> like they gonna blame them Skechers. People, have, people have been tearing up their knees and ankles and Achilles and Nikes for for a decade at this point. Them Skechers, oh my! The first nigga to go down to some Skechers is over for them. Well, y'all cheap, y'all y'all put these Skechers on y'all feet, then you see what happens. That was that was one of those interesting stories that happened. Was like this last week. Was like, oh, he's leaving Under Armour and he's going to. He's going to Skechers. Then you see like some of the Skechers. You're like, why are the Skechers? Why are the Skechers look better than any like non Curry Under Armour show I've ever seen? That's crazy. Um, and I'm like, hey man, how 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 much they cost? I might have to sketch. I might have to sketch my ass some new workout shoes. <laughs> uh, oh, the, the the Rockets are gonna just stink. We get to watch the, the franchise be built around Fred VanVleet and Dylan Brooks. My God. Um, what help me out, Jane? What what other stories is, is around the league? Like, um, oh well, I mean, Jaden McDaniel just got one hundred thirty six million dollars or five bring years. Bring that nigga to the, the Timberwolves. It makes no fucking sense whatsoever. Like, it makes sense in the thing of like, okay, you are it's a the Go Bear trade is already bust because like we 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 got not got the first round by Memphis two years ago. Is Last this year, the new five year round. eighty million dollar deal. Sorry. Is this the new five-year, $80 million deal? I I have to wrap my mind around the numbers or whatever else, but you might be right. Uh, but the thing for me is just like, this dude is in the, about to go into year four. He averaged 12 points. He's 22. This isn't some future all-star. He's good. He's tracking like he's going to be like one of the better under-24 guys in the league, but he's not going to be a future all-star unless something – that un, even unforeseen from what now is, I think is going an actual good player is going to happen. But for me, it's like you pay, you overpaid this dude by over twice as much as what he's going to be worth. Because the the logic is, well, once they move uh, Anthony Towns or Gobert, they're not going to, they don't have their draft because they gave up that draft to get Gobert. And like when once you trade presumably Anthony Towns, he'll get you your draft back, and then you already have a a young good player to go with um, Anthony Edwards. And it's like y'all are consistently like fucking up over and over, over again. Like the first mistake was obviously Gobert, and we talked about it a week it happened, like, and you were more positive on it than me, and I was like, nah, man, ain't, this ain't gonna work. And it was worse than I even imagined. <laughs> like the like for. Anthony Edwards, like within the before the before even getting to 2023, was like, hey, bro, there's no space on the floor. It, uh, so anyway, uh, for me, you already know the trigger's not being pulled. Anthony Towns is the actual available piece. They they're not going to give up Anthony Edwards. So he gets you back your draft, cool. And like the logic is because the West so stacked that like I guess y'all take a year out of Anthony Edwards' prime to go out here and, and tank or some shit or not be good. And like, hopefully you can get it back with whoever's draft, whoever, you know, gives up their draft to go get Anthony towns. Cause they feel they appreciate with Anthony towns. And if you're a piece of Anthony towns, I got to tell you, you're more than one piece away. Um, so <laughs> he does do dirty work. Can he go to the Suns? No, no, not allowed. Okay. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Like maybe who if it doesn't work, they can up. trade him for Bill or whatever else. I think like, they've oh, already now, given now up. Now we got their... somebody with size. Now we can do is like 
bro, he don't he don't do no dirty work either. He's another person that's gonna be out in the perimeter shooting. So, um, mm. yeah, man, just they, uh, they didn't, they didn't want Brad Beal in Miami for a reason. Bro, I've seen people, you know, the one the people that are like uh, just like hooked on the league, like makes you a good basketball player is like your one on one skill or your isolation scoring skill. Like they think that's can we talk about. Can we talk about that clip with Kenyon Martin and because like Kenyon Martin is going to be the next Kendrick Perkins, like as far as like saying ridiculous shit on camera, like Gilbert Arenas is at least funny when he says ridiculous shit. Mm-hmm. But when they were talking about the best player on the Dallas Mavericks, we don't know if it's Luka Doncic. I wanted to like go through the screen and drop the basketball reference uh, basketball server on top of their heads. What the fuck do you mean you're not sure that Luka Doncic is the best player on a team that he took to the Western Conference Finals two years ago? Less where he was ago, averaging damn near what was he averaging like 32 8 and 8 and you, also when did the, Kyrie Irving do any of this and also was one of the best like playoff performers ever cuz from his first playoffs back in 2019 he, he you know he took the the clippers through to hell right look if, if anybody will talk to you about the things that Kyrie Irving accomplished in his career that I think he doesn't get credit for, it's me. He hit the shot in the 2016 finals. He yep. averaged 27 points a game in the finals. I get it. But that was fucking six, seven years ago. Right. It's like, what is it? Like, what, how about the playoffs, like, since he was a Cav? It ain't look good. You know, like, awful against, awful in that second round against um against the Bucks. Right in 2019 or 18, um, no playoffs. 2019, no Durant. Um, 2020, uh, what happened with the next year? I don't even remember. Was Durant back? 2020, man? they stayed home or they lost in the bubble. Right, right. Uh, while he, but while nobody he, while, showed up. Well, he didn't. Well, he wanted to go, and then he was allowed to go. And then after that, after he wasn't allowed to go, he was basically telling people, "No, nah, there shouldn't be no bubble," because he's like, "Y'all didn't invite me." Anyway, and then 2020. Like he gets fucking hurt when they like they're about to you know run through the whole entire playoffs, uh, and then the Bucks end up winning because uh, Durant's a you know foot's two two inches too big. Um, then the next year they get embarrassed in the first round and swept yep. by the by the Celtics. Then this year they get there, they trade for the dude. They're in the playoffs. They trade for him and then they miss out in the playoffs. They were in the West Coast Finals the year before. I don't understand how that makes Luka Doncic not the best player. I don't <laughs> like, like none of this is like, yeah, man, never makes um, sense. Never makes sense. You know, um, I, I don't know if it's because he's foreign. I don't know. If it's, 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 because... a, it's obviously a part of that. It's also the part where like, he's not in shape and you know, and if in like, you know, I guess it's cool for James Harden to do the hold the ball all the time and do everything on offense, but not cool for, for the Euro white dude, I don't know who's um, bigger than James Harden, is stronger than James Harden. Whatever, I, I get, I get it. Like you know, you like how Kyrie dribbles the ball. I understand. You like, you like, you like the layup can, package. You like the layups. You you like the fact he can shoot 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 the three. I, I understand. Right. However, I mean, and to be fair, there is there is absolute criticism over for Luka Doncic, where it's like, why are you shooting so many three pointers when you're not that good of a three point shooter? 
every your whole entire career has been the case. Outside of that, I outside of that, obviously, I don't really have much to really say. I, maybe you should pass the ball some more, or whatever. Sure, whatever else. But like the off, the team is the teams he's been on. Look, and look, I'm looking at that, that roster, load, and he's answered the call. He's it just hasn't gotten it done because he's been on some underman teams. But it's been impressive to see him still go through and do this because like there been people on some underman teams that get into the playoffs and late later in the playoffs, the further they go into a series, they get worse and worse and worse. He don't do that. James Harden do. He don't do that. He continues yeah. the ball regardless. Yeah. Like that man often goes out on the floor with three of his teammates be- not being offensive players. Like, <laughs> so and he finds a way that, you know, to still do it. Uh, I-, I don't trust in Kyrie Irving in the same way on the court or off the court. No, like this is not the best player. I, I, maybe it's something where, like, if you're champion, you're a champion forever, and that means something. When it's like, bro, that don't mean that doesn't mean what you think it means. Like that, maybe that are you certified a credential for like you know whether or not you're validated at for your career? Sure, absolutely for him. I'm, but I'm talking, talking about 2020. Him. I'm talking about 2022, 2023. I'm not talking about 2016. And like what they did was a was one of the greatest things that ever happened in uh, greatest accomplishments in the history of the league. But like. That was years ago. Like, we don't, like, this This is almost like something where, like, I remember, you know, when Amari was starting to, like, flash, like, probably year two or three. And, like, I was like, bro, he's going to be better. Like, people were talking about, like, a trade for, like, Amari Sotomayor or Rasheed Wallace. I was like, Amari Sotomayor. People were, people were at the, at the, at this barbershop yelling at me like I was, like, I was being sacrilegious. And I was like, <laughs> nah, man. Like, he's going to, like, he's going to be a lot better than him. No disrespect. I love Sheed, but, like, Sheed's older. This person, there's a huge age gap. Like, this is just common sense. You know, I, I think people just see people as what they are as opposed to, like, the age thing. And it also is like, Luca is, like, 24 and Kyrie's, like, 30, 31. Like, there's also right. an age difference. Like, I don't I don't get this. And especially when it's like Kyrie gets hurt often, it's like, you think he's going to be healthier as he gets older? That's not how this works. That's not how talking works. about a less successful basketball player than Trey Young. Since you know what, 2019. What are we saying? That that is actually true, and that hurts because you know, like I, I don't think I, I, I do not think much of Trey Young's game at all. Like I still would rather have Kyrie. <laughs> but you're right. Let's <laughs> even I'm doing it. Like maybe, maybe I'm even giving Kyrie more credit he deserves. I'm like Kyrie or Trey? Nah, give me Kyrie right now. <laughs> give me, give me the anti semites. He's <laughs> on my hooping, right? He ain't got to do no interviews, right? Turn the fucking mic on. Look. <laughs> so, Turn the for, for those that don't know, because they're listening on the, on the air, they're listening uh, from the podcast, Rich muted his mic and then proceeded to talk for the stream. <laughs> that was great. That was great. Oh. I look, I look, you know, uh, Kyrie's still looking for a shoe deal. I bet he ain't getting no sketch shoe deal. I bet that. Oh no! No, they will throw him out the they building. Will throw him, he's like, they throw out Kanye ass. Yes, that's my point. Anti, no, out now. <laughs> Go that way. Yo, um, yeah, man. Uh, it was. Uh, what? What else we got? No, well, um, I want to miss your point about Wimayama. Uh, because I didn't. I didn't yeah. say anything about. It. Look, man. Um, I'm with you, and I got. I'll go further. People have complained. Over the last few years, about or pretty much ever since uh, 2016 with the Warriors blowing this, the 73 win season, that like the regular season does not matter, yada, 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 blah, 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 blah. 
me personally, these last this year in last year, I would say y'all gotta get the fuck out of here with that because like the West has been extremely competitive for who's going to get in and jockeying the position of like who's going to advance, right? It's absolutely mattered. Um, it's absolutely mattered that like the Lakers got the uh in the first two rounds got the Memphis Grizzlies in the Warriors because the matchup was really favorable for them. They are so like. The, the Grizzlies are dumb basketball players. <laughs> they got no heart. They're front runners. In and are young. The Lake, yes. In the Lakers were way bigger size wise than the Warriors were. So that actually plays their favorite. It's how they got to the West Conference. It's how they got to a Final Four. So um, the way the West is so competitive, there's only two teams that are really flat out, you know, going to season or trying to tank. And that's really the Blazers and um, I'm blanking on the. Oh, and Houston. So. Um, because like the third team last year was the Sun, or sorry, the Spurs, and like the Spurs got the the the, the victory trophy for the tank, and like now they're here, and they're gonna be fun to watch, and like to have a rookie that sensational, like is weird, and like we, you know, this is it's obviously historically a big man's league, but as far as like drawing attention, it's not like big men can't sell shoes. You've always you've always said that to me, Rich, and then, like mm-hmm. as time's gone, it's proven more true. We got a fucking MVP going coming off MVP year to go sign with Skechers, not Nike Skechers. Sketchers. Anyway, so back to Sketchers. But uh, yeah, man. Um, to see the the thing, the things that he just does, like at random, is like the kind of thing of like you know back when it was LeBron's like yo, like what kind of crazy dunk he's gonna have? What's he gonna do? We haven't seen the, that kind of potential is in the air for because of his dimensions and his athleticism and how it looks to, for somebody to him to be that big to move that fast and to, because of his size, it doesn't like he's actually moving fast. That kind of deception, right? Is is like Randy Moss is a receiver type of thing, where like his legs aren't really moving. But why is he blowing by everybody? That sort of thing. So the handle, the size, all that stuff, like the things he's going to do on defense, to like just fuck with teams. Like there's going to be like he's going to have like an eight block game, like in like the first month of the year of the season, and it's going to be like people think he's think they're open. They're not. He's blocking three pointers. <laughs> oh, he's blocking Clay Thompson three pointers and shit. That's one thing I've seen. It's like, yeah, you'll you'll beat them off the dribble or whatever, and, and then all of a sudden that gap is fucking closed. Like, all you see is a French shadow. Like, it's just, it's just black, just sending your shit. Um, do, do you think Greg Popovich sold his soul to the devil to be able to get Wimbyama? Uh, no. Because, like, that man was looking the, like a corpse the last couple of years on the sideline I mean, or you'd, be, you'd like, be too if you was out here like, yeah, you know, we're going to trade away to Jontae Murray and we're going to start all over again. Like, like bro, I'm older I can't than believe dirt. this man stuck around. I, I, yes, this man older than dirt. I can't believe he stuck around. And then you know the gods have just gifted him with Victor Wembanyama. Like, like what is this, man? This is sorcery. Is Shane Song involved with this? Possibly. <laughs> it's witchcraft, right? <laughs> what timeline is this? It's a fun one. Um, like the, the also fun part is like there's only two teams. There was only three teams trying to tank in the in the. There were only three really bad teams in the West last year. One of the three got them. Right? Unbelievable. Like, the West continues to get, like, they, they got Ja. They got, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Zion. they got Luka. They got Ja. They got uh, um, Zion. And now they also get Wimbayama. It's like, what the fuck? Like, what? Right? Um, he's like, nah, 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 Cleveland. Nah, Aunt, Cleveland. Aunt you Edwards. get Darius Garland. That's all you get. <laughs> nah, and, and Edwards also, the West. Another one. Right. Right. Right, like y'all get y'all get y'all get Trey Young, y'all get Darius Garland, you know, 
like the last one they really got was like Jason Tatum. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're like, nah, 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 go out there, Markel Fultz, you go there. Yeah, let's give him, let's give him that that Markel Fultz treatment. But yeah, man, um, I think like people talk about like giving reasons to care about the league, like or, or care about the regular season. Like he is one of the biggest reasons in a long time to actually care about this regular season. Besides, this competitive nature of the West and. I, I'm going to be watching. I'm going to be watch probably his first two games. Um, I'm going to I'm going to be d- dipping in to watch, you know, him throughout the year. Um, along with what's whatever like the top of the East and also like uh, some of the teams West. Like you know, I want to see OKC. Like I've only watched him. Uh, the game only game I saw him last year was no, I saw two games, but the last game I saw was the, the LeBron break the record game when you know uh, Shea was going nuts. Um, so yeah. Uh, it, it's, I think it's gonna be a fun year. I think there's more reason to care. I think you know Lillard on the on the Bucks also gives you another uh, you know freshens up that that squad that it, you know seen been trenching like that's the team they've been for a while you know so yeah I, I think you know also I want to see like what this what this uh, Celtics thing looks like with Porzingis there and out without Rob Williams because it's like you know Rob gets hurt a lot but it's like it's one thing to be hurt with Rob and then also like have Porzingis on the floor because like. I, I still I gotta see what this defense looks like. I think it's gonna be a mess. I think they've gone all in on offense to the detriment of what actually got them to the finals two years ago. Yeah, they no more Marcus Smart, but you know, no Marcus do, Smart do have got Drew. rid of uh, got rid of um uh Williams too because yep. he's in he's in Dallas. Grant Williams. Chris, so. that poor Zingas has a chance to be a legend in that town. Fan favorite. They're gonna show. They're gonna show up with the. Uh, he's Czech, right? No, he's Lithuanian, I think. Is he Lithuanian? Okay, like no, he's Slovenian. Let me let me not name every country. Yeah, uh, from that from that up. you know that Eastern Bloc. Yeah. <laughs> you see all these ex USSR over there. Yeah, he, he's from Yugoslavia. <laughs> like that's not that even exist no more. <laughs> Latvia. Latvia. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. So. um yeah, maybe they look. Maybe they show up and you know the KCP or sorry, uh, this Porzingis thing works or whatever else. And KP does does the thing to get in the ring, and they'll show up with them Latvian jerseys. Mm-mm-mm. That is sick. Hey. So, uh, but yeah, man, I, I think that's pretty much <laughs> Rich Lotta versus Eastern Europe. <laughs> Rich versus Velcage. <laughs> Hell no. Nah. Oh my god. Hell no. Nah. Them <sighs> boys are adept at war. I am not. <laughs> we're we're not gonna turn into geopolitical politics here. Um you know, yeah. Uh, Raven, don't worry, Rich. Just keep naming places you'll hit one eventually. Yeah. Oh you know. man. Look, 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 it's like when people talk about like the uh like Rhode Island and New, and New Hampshire, like look, and them shit's small. They, it's all it's all the same shit, right? It's all the same shit. Like nah, bro. I don't I don't quite think so. In fact, I'm sure there's I'm sure there's different languages. Yeah. They all got beef. That's all I know. <laughs> but uh, I mean, they they all got beef, but they all have a commonality. They don't want to go back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They all you need when they don't want to go back. That's the commonality in the bond that keeps it together. Amazing. We are not. We are not going back to. We are not going back to the hammer and the sickle. We're not doing that again. All right, let's Yo. go refund Ron and those fit somebody. 
We get close to that line. <laughs> Tiptoeing. <laughs> you know, walking to raise his ass and shit. <laughs> Yo, y'all got to join the streams. I'm doing, doing a lot of visual sight gags. Oh, my here. God. Um, but yeah, man. Yeah, here, look, you know, uh, what's the joint? You know the joint. This is a phone roll. You know the joint when they be on the on the on the on the uh, on the uh, on the on the tightrope. If you're trying to be- keep the help balance, you know one of yeah. them shits, right? Uh, oh shit! One of those big poles. I almost said one of those big poles. <laughs> hey yo, <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy, right? <laughs> oh, so uh, last week on Twitter, um. <laughs> I I had a couple requests from people to talk about this. I, I didn't really, you know, necessarily want to do this. I try not to bring the Twitter beefs into the show, and I wouldn't even call this a beef. It's just a re-education of a few things. Um, so there was a tweet from a gentleman named John LaRocca of Fight Game Media, and they've recently had like a... Uh, like a subsection of their their shows like be posted like into uh like wrestling observer f4w uh that whole uh family of uh of shows and pardon my um <clears throat> i i don't think like when i historically listened to wrestling observer and things like that i never really felt like fight game media quite matched the tone with some of the stuff. They do not. They match the Tony Valesti and Denise Alcedo. Who by all counts, nice, nice lady. No, no, I no, um, no, no, like when she does the stuff with uh with Sean Ross Sapp or whatever, review shows, like I I I I value her analysis for what she's watching. It's like she she's not all the way everything's positive. She'd be like, nah, that sucked. Like even more so than Sean Ross Sapp does. So like I'm not saying I'm just saying like as far as the, the tenor or whatever else, like she she is not it's not exactly, you know, um, big audio nightmare, right? It's not the right, same thing. Right. right. So, like, you know, it, it's kind of a departure. I don't know, you know, sometimes, like, people do, like, you know, stuff with, with networks where they try to p- put different types of shows together right. to try to get different audiences all in the same place right. and all that. But he sent a tweet out uh, last week that I saw immediately, and he was talking to a buddy of mine, uh, J.D. Oliva, host of Mike and JD show over on Voice of the Wrestling Network, and he was having an argument about Mystico. Um, and, of course, they had Mystico and Rocky Romero booked for Friday on Rampage. They sold a bunch of tickets uh, around the Houston area, and it was kind of like, you know, this cool, like, local like kind of promotion that they did, and it, you know, worked out for AW, worked out for CMLL. They are talking about possibly doing more things together, which is, you know, cool and all that. But um, Rocka's whole thing was, you know, he was like, ultimately, another mass luchador in AEW is not going to mean that much. He will be just another mass guy who does the same things as the other mass guys the fans have already seen. Um, and that stemmed from, you know, they were having a conversation over the tickets and the BOGO stuff and all that. And he ultimately didn't want to go down that ticketing road. And then it went to Hey, he's just another mass luchador. That's gonna not gonna mean much. Uh, that's that's doing the same thing as all the other guys. 
I saw that and, you know, it wasn't my intention to like, you know, to blow it up or anything crazy, as crazy as it went. Like, you don't send a tweet and think you're going to end up with 880 likes. And, you know, for my level of page, that's a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Some people it might not be. Some people it is. But um, I ended up writing. I was like, you know, they never refer to white wrestlers like this. Um, these guys get talked about like they're not even human. Just another mask guy. I think this blatant ignorance. Yeah. Uh, I believe James also weighed in because, you know, I was getting a lot of blowback and I'm continuing to get people still sending tweets at me, you know, regarding this. Yeah. And I can't yeah. remember what I said. Uh, the gist of what I said was that like AEW, like at the foundation of AEW is uh, the influence of like Lucha Libre, obviously, with like people like Orange Cassidy in the Young Bucks. Um, and, uh, and I was like, uh, yeah, like, in the PWG the flavors also, and I was like, and also like strong, and also like Jap pure wrestle, pure, pure wrestle, like the you know Japanese pro wrestling, and it's like, so when people com- like when people complain about this stuff, like it's basically a dead giveaway that like you don't know what the fuck you've been watching the last four four years of this company's existence, and like quite frankly, you need to get the fuck out the fandom, like. And I just left it at that because like, I, I looked at one of the comments that uh, someone said to you or whatever. I was like, I'm not really paying attention to this. Like, and I, I see someone say something. I was like, you just pointed out that it was that this is, that this is you know this is dog whistling. And then the person wants to double down like it's not racist. It's not racism. It's if FTR totally uh, yeah. were some shit about if FTR uh, had mask on they wouldn't they wouldn't work. It was like they're they're one of the best tag teams of a generation. They were going to work out regardless. Like they were going to work out if they or they had masks or not, because they have some of the greatest tag matches of the last decade of pro wrestling. You fucking moron! Like, it, yeah, I, I don't. I, I, whatever, man. Uh, but like, it's like just, they talk about like like this is the same way black wrestlers are talked about. Um, this is the I don't know if anybody remembers like because they were quick to give him props when, when he said this and you know shout out to Cody Rhodes for saying this. I remember when AEW started. Mark Henry was there at media. He was like, you know. For the longest time, there was this mentality of only one or whatever. And it's not going to be that way. You know, that's what he said then. Mm. And, you know, I look at the AEW roster and it's like, okay, you know, let, let's say, um, you know, we follow Mr. LaRocca's uh, advice. You know, if, if we're just going to keep, we're going to keep one mask guy around. You know, we'll keep one black guy around. You know, let, let's let's get rid of uh, Swerve. We're just going to keep Ricky Starks. Let's let's get rid of Keith Lee. We go because we have Hobbs, you know. Let's 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 um let, let let's get rid of uh private party. You know, we already got top flight. No, I, I got you know? one even better. Right, they didn't even get, they didn't even like contribute to like the if they want to play the oh I wasn't talking about them being Mexican or whatever. I was just saying that like one mask guy and one mask guy only keep a quote on that. All right, only one only one wrestler with kick pads. No, so yeah, you got you got either got pick Danielson. Or Malachi Black, or you got to pick Kenny Omega, or you got to pick um, whoever else. Uh, uh, Lee Moriarty, uh, like only one, right? Only one, only only one. That's it. No Warlow or or or, uh, or or Big Bill. Pick pick between them. Lance Archer. One of y'all. Two of y'all got to go. Yeah. You know, like th- th- these are not the conversations that we're having ever. Like about. Right white wrestlers and nope, you know not at all ever i, I saw that and i, I wonder why like, that is this is this is dehumanizing 
This is a, a blatant dog whistle. This is um, an easy way you can tell the way people have people watch pro wrestling. These are the decisions by that are made by people in pro wrestling because I believe John LaRocca was a booker at one point. Uh, yeah, I was actually talking with David Bixon's band and said he was you know kind of surprised because. He's made money with, um, you know, a lot of a lot of Mexican wrestlers in California and stuff. And for me, that's not really a shock at all. But, you know, seeing somebody benefit from labor, they act they actively resent. Like yeah. that's that's been happening since the beginning of this country. Hey, Rich, um, I'm watching an NFL game right now. <laughs> so uh, when, when I see, you know, LaRocca that see the platform he has, you know, and stuff like that with with F4W and stuff like that. And I got friends over there and. You know, just seeing it, and I'm like, you know, I, I I feel like there should be some attention on this. And you know, he he didn't engage with me any further. I guess he saw that ratio just 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 kicking his ass, or he didn't give a fuck. Whatever, that's fine. That's his prerogative. But this kind of thinking is why we start our own platforms, and this is why I you know I was like, yo. Long time ago, I was like, "Yo, we can we can be better than these people," and this falls underneath the many reasons why I felt that way. And mm-hmm. I don't feel like we're better than people just like because of like like anything like personally or anything like that. It's just like, how the fuck do you talk about people like they're not human? Like, right. <laughs> like, like, like we're not gonna do that. Like, right. um, and also it's like throwing the context, the, wrestling, the bad wrestling about. opinion, throw that aside for a second. Yeah. And also, like, throw in the context of, like, the shit you, we've had to talk about on here about, like, the way they talk about Joshi, the Joshi Rush in AEW. It's, it's, yeah. it's literally just right. Uh, a turn it, of the it, Rubik's it's, Cube. It's, right. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a different version of the same thing. Yeah. Um, it, you know, both James and I logged in and, and raked up, you know, the, uh, you know, attention, I guess, from it. But. I- my I really didn't mean. I, didn't, I really didn't mean, you know, for it to go that far same. or whatever. It and just, I, like, I guess, it just it hit. That's why I haven't responded to anything that happened. Like people replies and and that thing or, or whole teeth. I was like, my oh, my yeah, point is my point. Like AEW wasn't. If you want to watch, you know, quota wrestling or whatever else, go find it. There's plenty of it wherever else. AEW wasn't. It was never. That was never AEW's intention. So I don't know where the fuck you come up with this when the main event of all of all. In the first one was was two white guys, a Japanese guy, and three Mexicans. What? What? I, I, I guess we should have told uh, either Bandito and Ray Phoenix they both couldn't come out to the ring since we already had Ray Mysterio there. Like, <laughs> apparently so. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. Um, yeah, but so. Hopefully, uh, you know, those of you guys that wanted us to address it, you know, that's why we put the numbers on it. So, um, AW Dynamite last week, James, um, I am pulling up my notes right now. Okay. Um, well, the opener was a good ass match. Can't remember. Like, bro, I don't know what it is, but like, I, I watched Dynamite now and it feels like the Dynamite that I watched was like. Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, as far as my memory. Like, like, things are just falling down the memory hole right now. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, 
and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Oh, you know what else we got? I'm glad Zick and Mikey bring that up. Before we get to AEW Dynamite, this is going to be... Okay. Yep, yep, let's do it. The PWI Women's 250. Boy, boy. Um, so, <laughs> this PWI list, uh, I'm sure uh, JD from the Retro Red League podcast will have uh, his thoughts out on this if he hasn't already i i need to check uh, his shows mm-hmm. um but i saw this list drop and i and james have been talking about this like in different group chats um you know coming up to it i was like i was getting a bad feeling a lot of the year like i don't think that this is gonna go that way mm-hmm. um and it turned out it did not go that way uh-huh when you saw this list, James, what did you make? Should, should we go through the numbers or the reaction first? Uh, I guess you can go through the reaction first. Um, okay. When you saw this thing, what what, what were you thinking? Uh, what do you call it? Uh, disappointed but not surprised. Um, like let's let's just, let's keep it a bean. Like women's wrestling in America this particular year has been the worst has been in what year you want to go back to since 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 the uh since uh the horsewoman showed up 2014 since so let's say 2016 let's say 2016 okay right like cuz 2015 was really bad because they brought up the they brought up like three of the horsewomen to the main roster where they still had to do all the nonsense with like the team bella thing right and that that stunk and you still had um 2015 you still had like the end of, like, you had AJ Lee's last match, and you also had, like, Sir, you also had Paige at the time wrestling the Bellas, and that wasn't good either. Um, and also, we're on 2015, also the year with, like, you know, the Bellas, also, you know, uh, Brie Bella was a slave, but that wasn't also 2015 as well. I think that was 14. 14, 14 going yeah. to 15. So, like, that evaluation period, if you will, you know, the end of 14 going to 15 was, like, was awful. Awful, right? So, you look around, and outside of like Willow Nightingale and the few and like a, a couple Becky Lynch matches, a couple um, Bianca Belair matches, um, one notable match between Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. What do we have in 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 Major Women's Ambrose? And like you want to go over to uh, AEW um, during this evaluation period is like you got Sheeta and and um, Jamie Hayter, sure. Um, you ain't got nothing else like that. Um, you also got Jamie Hurt. You also have Sheeta. Uh, of I think it's outside the evaluation period, but like her getting the title back and her, you know, her defenses sits in. But uh, it's been few and far between. And like, if you like the characters, whatever, that's one thing. But the criteria for PWI is like quality of opponents, quality of wins. Level of activity, diversity of uh, the people you wrestled, right? Win loss record, of course. And I'm just looking at this stuff. It's like, okay, so woman last year, three of the top seven, I think, were uh, were from Stardom. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Stardom has had a down year compared to um, any other. Uh, well, in the ring, they're still better than they were in 2019. Storyline wise, they're not as strong. Storyline wise, is like the weakest year we've ever covered. Start. However, the comparative, the comparative comparison point is uh, knockouts. AEW Women's Division, WWE Women's Division, Ring Honor Women's Division. It's still light years ahead. Is there anything? Is there anything in your mind, Rich, that was better than like, let's say, Generational Struggle or the Ice Lore or or Sayakamatani uh, or Sayakamatani in the cage match with Utami Hayashista? Any, anything? Absolutely not. Oh, okay, then. So, okay, just to point that out. So, on a year where Stardom. Uh, and the evaluation period has their biggest show ever, and also is at worst the second best, the second best show of the year in the world. <laughs> I just thought it was, I just thought it was funny. So like, all right, so and I'm not even gonna get into the the obvious like difference in the quality of wrestling, but it's there. It is obvious. You can go to cage match. You can go. Well, grapple doesn't exist anymore. You can go anywhere that the racist stuff that actually watches both, and you just point it out like. You look through the evaluation period for Rhea, and it's like, okay, so she's had, like, the cage match sevens, right? This ain't my voting. This is cage match voted, right? Um, and you can see, like, okay, Rhea has, like, seven. She's number one. She has, like, seven sevens. Or actually less than that during the evaluation period, what you think the evaluation period is, based off of what happened with the the men's evaluation period, right? So you see that, and I'm like, okay, Tam and Julia, Tam or Julia should be, should be one and two in whatever order you want to put. I don't care. Um, at last I looked the day it happened like Julia has not from the entire evaluation period but just from 2013 to like I don't know two thirds of the evaluation period she has 37s compared to Rhea's like six or seven or whatever else and Tim has like 35 and I'm not talking about I'm talking about this two thirds of the year not the whole year not like the back half not including like the Grand Prix last year when I could add on another you know seven for each or whatever else uh, and it's just, I was just like, this is hilarious. Like, this, this isn't like a, this is like if Okada had won, I think he's won PWI before, right? Yeah. And then like, WWE was worse the next year. And the, the, like, the gap got even deeper. And it, and they basically said, nah, fuck that, give it to Roman. It was just funny to me. It's like, this makes no sense. And it's like, Bro. It, they, they, like, they love to talk about how the, you know they're 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 uh they're they're championship queens, if you will. Like they just love they they love throwing anybody on there with a belt that you're supposed to have. They're supposed to give a fuck about apparently, and that makes you whatever. Like you know they got Camille. Is it Camille? That's her name. Yeah, Camille is eight. It was like who the she fuck is nine. watching? Who the fuck's watching in uh TNA? Not TNA, but NWA. Billy Krogan's wrestling. And like, what was the last Yo. women's match that actually mattered in uh, in uh, in uh, NWA? Like, and tell me, it didn't not, involve Thunder Rosa? I was gonna say not since Thunder Rosa was there, right? But um, yeah, but like for all intents and purposes, comparatively speaking, Rhea Ripley is a manager compared to these people. Like, and, and, <laughs> like, right, and so and, so the thing was interesting to me was like, I thought about, number one, I thought about that, and I thought to myself, wow, it's really interesting. She got number one, not because like she wrestled the best competition, had the best match, had the best feuds with other women. She in a in a in a panel full of women that got even even more women involved and less men out of it. They put her number one because she was out here interacting with men. Amazing! How fucking backwards is this? The the patriarchy because she's the heater. <laughs> the patriarchy. In, 
even the women self hatred. That's why. That's why I'm getting like, bro. What is this? I don't understand this at all. Whatever, hey, yo. But it's like it, it, it'd be one thing if like Charlotte. We gotta and, get some dudes it, in there, man. It, it'd be one thing if like Charlotte and uh, Charlotte and um, Rhea was like the main event of that night at WrestleMania. It wasn't even that last year. Like, like, right. when, like they tried when Bianca, to steal it. Like, like they when tried Bianca, to steal it. Like when Bianca and uh, and Sasha were in the main event of Night One WrestleMania, and like. Bianca got it over Utami, even though the gap was just as large. It's like, this is ridiculous. What are we doing? Like, there's no. nothing that Bianca's ever going to do, and it's not her fault that's going to be as good as her versus Utami versus Shiri. Never. Um, it's still like, okay, it's the main event of the biggest show in in uh, in North America or in the world, whatever you want to call it. Fine, I get that. This ain't main event. This yeah. is going second to third from the top. I think it was second from the top. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and like, so was it was it the best women's match of the year in America? Probably, probably, no, yeah, it in is. the world, Rich. Oh, not in the world, no. Like, so it's like, so I, so you mean to tell me during this evaluation period, I saw Tam and Julia have two matches that are clearly superior to this match <laughs> with each other. Sai one Tomatani. in the Grand Prix, one in the Grand Prix final, the other in the biggest show in, uh, in um the biggest show like in women's wrestling in like in five years in attendance Bro, really Shuri, Shuri, and that doesn't no, no. like the feminism goes out the window when it's america first apparently that was wild to me america first it was wild Amazing. it was wild um and it goes Mayu back Itani, to talk, and, okay sorry my Itani all the way down at 30 shuri at 37 i i think the biggest like obviously the number one thing is all is pretty terrible like it, you know for, i would have probably went with julia Got the five star Grand Prix, won the big match at the end of the year. Still was in the in the in the match. Rich at the biggest show of the rich. year. Their belt, they are belt marks. Juliet has during this evaluation period won the biggest belt in women's wrestling. Um, that's what, not she that's, a trios champion too. She's a trios champion and also she's a strong women's champion. She's she's had three belts during this campaign. Tam was the tag belt champion. Uh, with Meltier. And was the double champion. You, she was the one double champion the same fucking time. You, you would think that would be enough to do it. Um, also, that was good some, enough to get Kaya Kamatani w- like third last year, being the white belt say, champion. We talking about a red and white belt champion at the same damn time. James, Saya Kamatani had this this same white belt for most of this and marking t- period. Rich, from the it advi- ended from- up all the way at number twenty, James. Rich, she 20. was a white belt champion. Forgotten. She was a white belt champion from the beginning of the evaluation period until March twenty first or twenty third of this year. How the fuck is she rated that in that spot? That makes no sense. Behind Kyrie, Rich, explain hold on, this. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's, let's do this. September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April. She was a champion for eight months. She was the IC champion for eight months. And and, and, and but no, Camille was better. Get the fuck out of here. Stop this. Stop the cap. We're talking about a person oh. that was at worst the second best, re- well, for my money, the second best women's wrestler in the world last year. Where all the defenses, with that Grand Prix run, she had a great matches. Bro, her match then, with Hazuki earlier this year. The Hazuki match, the Mina match. The Zuki match, look, another match that's better than Charlotte in, in Rhea. Not, not even fucking close. Oh, man. Um, this list got, somehow was worse than the men's list. They got Jade at number 14. I don't know. 
Roxanne Perez at number 15. Mm. Um, I don't know, man. Um, I, 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 write, write some letters, y'all. Y'all, y'all don't like what y'all see. Write some letters, you know. File official complaints. The list know. is so dumb that you can't reason with and expect people to change. Like it, the gap's too, the gap is too far from reason on this. This was yeah. Okay, uh, do I have? I don't have it with me. It's up on the shelf. We have uh, you, you know I was about to pull out Rich. Shuri, you know I was about to pull James, out Rich. I was about to pull out. Look, for one year we were in power. <laughs> you stupid. They they put the Japanese wrestlers on the cover one year and they basically said we are changing the voting uh the voting block and we are and we are making sure they are never number one ever it, there you go yeah 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 like we we made we let we did the right thing one time and we, we are never, never letting it, it happen again is this is a, this was a this was a white backlash yes. Yes, a white woman back. Oh no, Fred Warner got hurt. This was a white woman backlash. Unbelievable. This caps off. This caps off 2023. It really does. They, they will. They will take it back. What's been the model of the year, Rich? Don't say it. What's been the model of the year all year? Women's wrestling. When when, when Soraya won that belt in oh, Wembley, coming out with her family, a, a family full of biggest coming out to, to Freddie Mercury singing. That, this is that was the encapsulation of what women's wrestling in, in 2023 in America has been. That's what WWS. it's been. WWS. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just just comedy all over this list, like just in other places, like you above Shuri. You know, that's you know, I'm just whatever. Right. Um, Kenzie Page above but, but Tommy Rich, Hyatt, Rich, Rich, stuff. Rich. During the evaluation period. Shuri was the champion for like a quarter of the year. The Red Bull champion for quarter of the year in this evaluation period. What are we doing? We put her behind you. Why? Because I don't know. James, Liv Morgan above Marai, you know, and Utami. We got, let's see. We have Indy Hartwell ahead of Azumi. Now I guess the I guess the uh, the women's tag team belts mean or the NXT women's tag team belts mean something uh, 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 you know like wow never never mind right like the Azumi and Starlight Kid part two you know and the high speed belt thing never mind that never, never mind, mind that we're gonna pretend that never happened this year another match that also clears and smokes Charlotte versus Rhea <laughs> like so this is ridiculous bro it's just ridiculous. Whatever, man. You know, when I'm making my list, I got to make sure I have Cora Jade in front of Starlight Kid. You know, we got to make sure that happens. You know, um, I wait for someone in the comments to be like, "Well, look, well, look at her skin tone. She, she's, is she white?" Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. There's just a lot, man. There's a lot. Um. Kumi Roja, just a, a token 124 ranking on here. Uh, yeah. Also, the part where they, they they doubled it up and went to two uh, and went to, oh, sorry, I doubled up and went to extra 100 and went to 250 is like 
I don't know. I don't know who you're. I don't know who exactly you're trying to like impress with this. Like, if you fuck with the list at the top, this bad. I don't give a damn what you do at the bottom of it. Yeah. Oh man, Zach Makikora. I'm no black. I'm Dominican. Poppy Jade. That's funny because I literally. So there's a Suzuki did not make the list. Correct. Right. Yes. I think that was omission because like you know F- had to be. It had to be an omission. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But it, it's also funny. That it's like, I had mentioned the I know black eyed Dominican poppy uh, thing today because uh, Florida State got a, a five star recruit to reclassify. He was in 2025. He reclassified in 2024. And he's, he was a Miami committee committed to Florida State. And he's going to show up at like this next semester, right? And his name's, Ar- he's from South Florida. He goes to Miami Central. His name's Armando, Armando Blount, right? And like, so Kendrick was like, I ain't never met no nigga named Armando. And I was like, look, there's plenty of, there are plenty of, like, we got, we had a friend with no high school with named Vicente. He was like, look, man, I'm, sh- look, for all we know, Vicente's middle name was, was Armando. <laughs> so, so, so then I go, so I'm like, bro, there's plenty, look, there's plenty of Armandos, Alejandros, and Ricos in Miami, Atlanta, and, in, in, uh, in New York. They just say, I know black, Poppy. That's all. <laughs> so don't, don't, don't think they're not black. They just say they're not black. There's a difference. So we got Taya Valkyrie ahead of Becky Lynch, Hikaru Shida, and Mayu Iwatani, and Suzu Suzuki. Who? Taya Valkyrie. Taya ahead. Valkyrie. Like, what, what belts did she win in during this evaluation period? To, None. To, to, to be put up there. Uh, unless she was a champion in AAA that I didn't know about. Um, I mean, there's a possibility for that. Uh, but all she did when she came into AEW was, like, get beat. By anybody that um, matter, yeah. In front of Hikaru Shida, yeah. Becky Lynch, yep. Mayu Iwatani, and Suzu Suzuki. Now, when I say when did when did Shida win to get her second ring? Uh, when was that? When was uh that was uh Dynamite two hundred? It, it might have not been in the market period, but like whoa, what month was man. that? Was that August? I think so. That should have just snuck in. So it was only two days or whatever else. But uh, e- either way, it makes no sense, man. It just doesn't. But yeah, like you know. <sighs> It's a lot of what James is saying, man. There's, it seems like there are certain agendas by this list. They're ensuring certain people are there and represented at in prime positions. Um, and like, don't get me wrong. Like, I understand the kayfabe wise. WWE still is out is in AW or one and two, and everything else is is a distant third or whatever else. However, the gap was so overwhelming in the level of storyline, wrestling, and activity that the cri- actual fucking criteria <laughs> that is like, it overcame it last years. year, so what uh, has changed to overcome it this year? Right, you shouldn't have set the precedent last year. You fucked up. Like, there are certain years where shit just goes wrong. Right. So, like, in the history like, of the PWI 500, I was talking about with the men's list. Normally, in a normal year, if you're an active wrestler that's a full-timer that's a champion and you win the main event of WrestleMania, that's usually a golden ticket for number right. one in PWI 500. Right. If it, if you're number one in PWI 500 and you didn't win the WrestleMania main event, something it, there's some funny business going on with the person that should have actually been number one. It's either like a part-timer comes in or um, they work nowhere close to a full schedule, things like that. Right. So you in mentioned, this, so, sorry, uh, we had, Everything break wrong for 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 the women this year, right? More than last year, right? 
Right. And what happened? They said, never mind that. We still don't care. Because like last year, last year, we don't like what happened last year. Um, so, you know, we mentioned we will not have that Japanese woman on on the front of the magazine again. We will not do that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So King of North says, how is Tam Nakano number five when she got uh, both top belts to start and Russell in the IWGP belt at Tokyo Dome? That's that's kind of what we're saying. Like Julia and Tam's case are so far ahead of anybody else in the women's wrestling world this year during this evaluation period. It makes no sense. Like they finished one, two in the most prestigious uh, women's ter- wrestling tournament in the world. They uh, they both had awesome matches in the uh sumo hall show they both were in the main event of the biggest drawing uh woman's show wrestling show since 2018 they money ain't green oh, don't they money don't be green over there uh, apparently not it, 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 it makes no sense and, and on the road like, they've, been, they've been awesome all year uh they've been disappointed some people when they got the bells at points for because they saw what their chases were sure whatever else but like what is a comparison point? Is a comparison point the, the the high level of standard standard that you, expectation you have for them because they're such great wrestlers, or is it the comparison point of what the fuck else? What the fuck did the American woman do? Not shit. Oh, okay. I would like. There's no discussion to be had about this. this or, there's no discussion worth having about this if you're watching this. all of this stuff with like open mindedness. This is not. Zekamaki brings up. Um, he said when they did the unveiling video. They said Mickey James was on there, and she just says "mommy" or whatever, and it was so obvious they gave it to her based off the "mommy" memes and all that stuff. And you know, probably like, <laughs> but it's like no, not is real. We both like Freya. It's just that doesn't like same thing. When, same thing when like, Bianca won it last like, or two years. <laughs> same thing when Bianca won it two years ago. We were like, we love Bianca. She shouldn't win this shit over Shuri. It's ridiculous. Or Utami. Like, like, it's that ridiculous. That don't, that don't this, these are not me. the same level of. Like if the criteria is the criteria, and you're watching this stuff honestly, or whatever, even a, even including the gap of the kayfabery for WWE compared to anywhere else, no, no. Yeah, man. This it's... ain't like some 2018 uh, Charlotte Flair year. This ain't like some uh, 2020 Sasha Banks, 2016 Sasha Banks year. This ain't like some 2020 uh, 21 Io Shirai year. No. Yeah, this is this is a this is a lady that is getting a lot of screen time with the the male faction on Monday Night Raw, who is wrestling basically in squash matches and having bad matches with other people when they're not squashes. So like, and then one great match with Charlotte. Yeah, like there was an error here, and people were like, you know, so what? You know, do you see the screen time she gets and? How big of a star she is, and I'm like, all right, man, is this like? Like, I I get that the criteria is the criteria. Like, change uh, the like, change change the criteria. I won't make. I won't. I won't yell at you for not, uh, ignoring your own criteria. I won't criticize you for literally ignoring your own criteria. Change the criteria to most over women in most over stuff from women's wrestling involving women's wrestlers throughout the world. And the kayfabe is a or WWE at number one, number one, AEW number two, who you don't give a fuck about anything else outside of that. We'll put you wherever we put you. Look, and we, we saw her win that Royal rumble that, that completely unimpressive Royal rumble. Like that's the second best accolade to her for her being number one. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's, she yeah. won a Rumble. She won a title match. And a great match. An overrated match, but a great match. Cool. What else you got? I think she I think she should be like I think she should have been number three. Like you I think you can put I know, her any, I know the, anywhere the in the mark, top. So I would have put a number three. It's fine. But number one or two, to five number one two, no, not even close. Yeah, like, you know, and that Athena just gets a random number six ranking. Think, and that's another thing. Think about how much better Athena has been in, in Ring of Honor than eight than um than Rhea has been. In the evaluation period. You're not even close. Yeah. Where did they yeah. put Willow on this thing? Number eight. That's where she should be. As someone that wasn't really a champion for long, she got the strong. She got that strong woman's title for a short period of time. She had to get into she. She you know she dropped it quickly off to Julia. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It's you know it's real interesting how how these things get made. Also, um, also goofy. Where they put Becky Lynch? Given it like you know. Twenty nine. Like the best woman's wrestler they got in WWE this year or during this valuation period. 29. Ridiculous. Yeah, man. I don't know, man. I don't like it. I think something stinks. Like when, when you start thinking about these lists. Bro, and the, imagine know. doing this thing about WWE matters so much and all this kind of shit. And at the end of it, you put Rhea and the Ripley at number one, but you put Becky Lynch, like 20 people behind Camille. Are you fucking out of your mind? <laughs> What what are Yo. y'all what what is going on in this vote tabulation to make y'all do all this stuff that, Yo, that it's literally like they makes need no sense compared like comparatively speaking in like in what you're in the mindset and the logic eternal logic of its own thing it's bringing its own eternal logic every five picks like like exactly it's like they need to hire someone after they finish the list to like go through it like like we do and be like yo do you realize you have this person in front of this person this makes absolutely no sense right so. And obviously, you know, it's not a big committee, so a lot of people were like, you know, it's going to be a lot of, like, people getting, getting non-votes or whatever else, so they drop, like, stones or whatever, they end up in these studios, goofy, dopey uh, placements. But it's like, yeah. you know, we talked about it. This was worse than uh, the men's version this year, and, like, this men's version didn't one of those things where, like, oh, yeah, we forgot it. We forgot a Japanese wrestler. <laughs> we forgot to put Naito on the list. Look, and, and you know, we, we kind of talked earlier about certain media, and it's like, hmm. I don't think you would forget, like you let. Oh, you know, oh! I don't. I don't think you, you would have got somebody that made it a the Tokyo list. Dome or a, yeah. a Tokyo Dome equivalent uh, building and house in America. Yeah, it would never have happened. I, I man, so, some of this stuff stinks, man. And and y'all gonna figure it out. You know, there's some stuff where I'm. I'm kind of, you know. Yeah, y'all, y'all can, y'all can, if did, y'all speak rich, y'all know what I'm saying. Did they ever? But, did they ever give out the numbers? Remember when they fucked around in 2019? They left out Kyrie. They said, "Oh yeah, it's on mission. She should have been number nine or whatever else." Did they even give I remember the that? Yeah. They even give the night number of like, "Oh yeah, we fucked that. We should have been this number." Did not that I that? can recall. No, not that I can recall. Trash. Trash. Yeah. Yeah. This is um, you know, you mentioned it earlier, uh. I am happy to see more women getting into covering professional wrestling. Like, I think there's a lot of like new people on the scene that are worthy of like, you know, being listened to, uh, worthy of, that do good work that, um, you know, definitely some people like, you know, that, that we work with and, you know, and we talk to and stuff like that. But then there's like, you know, there's other, it's not just them that that's coming in. There's others that's coming in. So, and a lot of people get in these positions and I don't want to say they don't realize the importance um, of like 
the PWI thing. You know, we we laugh at it, whatever. Like, yeah, it's just a, the dopey PWI, but you know, it stays there for history. Like people will right. look up, back on it right. for you know a couple you know years you know down the road and ten years down the road or whatever. But it's like when we're doing these things, it's like I feel like I don't feel like like putting it just strictly leaving it up to women is the should be just the number one like i don't think guys should be totally devalued well, uh-uh. in this i i look and, and it might not be necessarily a gender thing it I, might be I like i don't care who's running it or doing it as long as you are actually watching enough women to be qualified to actually put down 250 women and then you could tabulate and then it doesn't come out with something that looks ridiculous to someone that actually watches as much women wrestling as we do yeah you know what i'm saying like I, do I want to be on this? Fuck no. I hate these kind of lists. These are these lists are engagement lists. Like, we're trying to give you a list to piss you off so you can call everybody that made the list, whether it's a good list or not, because you disagree, I'm fucking moron. These lists don't help. Mm-hmm. Like, when ESPN comes out here and does the, the player rank thing every year, it always causes a problem. When people come out with their Madden or the 2K rankings, it always causes a fucking problem. These things are engagement bait. I don't want to partake in these. Right? Um, But, or not even say a but, there are people that obviously do this and and watch women's wrestling around the world. JD from Retro Class, Red, or from Red Leaf Retrocast, is someone that should be considered for this, right? Like J, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Big Paul's on a pup that was on the thing last year, not this year, not on here, right? Scott E Wrestling that watches literally all the wrestling in the world somehow. I don't know how he fucking does it. He should be on. He should be someone covering this. Lyric, um. She yep. should be doing this. She actually watches Japanese women's wrestling. You can't convince me the people that you cannot convince me um, that uh, the people that are on this thing sped out this list and they're watching enough Japanese women's wrestling or or rest, enough wrestling from women's wrestling in Mexico uh, to be able to come up with a list to determine actually this. And I'm like, even if you want to include the kayfabe stuff of all right, we tiered this to where WWE's here, AEW's here, everything else is like a distant third, and, and when it comes into fat and all that kind of stuff, cool for kayfabe, cool. Once you plug that in, your criteria is your criteria, follow your criteria, or rip it up and make new criteria, because this looks funny in the light. Yeah. When you start digging through this stuff, it's like the warts just get bigger and bigger the more you look at the list. Like, like I remember last year, right? Um, Vikingo, he finished he finished like eight. He finished top ten, right? Yeah. And then MJF, for some reason, said he, you know, y'all ain't really watching. Y'all ain't really watching um, AAA. Y'all are just seeing the, the gifts on Twitter or whatever else and losing your minds, or whatever else. And then uh, what did uh, I thought it was? I thought it was hilarious. The very next year, this year's list comes out for the men's. What happened? They put Viking or one spot in front right of MJF, of who was the fucking AEW World Champion. Like y'all are trolling. This was a that was clearly on purpose, right? I don't know. I don't give a damn if it was a legit thing or not. This looks like it's on purpose, right? Shit, it was funny, light man. Yeah, looks agenda driven. When like a motherfucker wins the second most prestigious belt in kayfabe, and and uh, according to your list, also has one of the five five or so best matches by mo- compared to most people that have watched wrestling all year. And your response is fuck, I'm putting behind the guy in in the promotion. Like no one, no one like that. What they're gonna read this actually watches this. It, it, it's just it was just funny. And like we know, Vikingo's fucking raw. We, you know, he's, it, I mean, he had a match in America this year. He's had matches in America that have all been great. That's not my point. My point is like you, you set a precedent, you broke the precedent over your knee, and now and now you're looking at us like we're the ones that are crazy. 
Yeah. So hopefully I, I didn't explain it too poorly, like what I was thinking on that. I'm not saying like women are not qualified to do this. I, I'm saying it's like, yo, I think I think there should be like if you're not watching, if you're only watching what's on American television to do this, and then you see these lists of people, and you're like, I don't know who these people are not no vote, I'm not vote for none of these people or whatever else. Then maybe you should have like said, I need to either watch this shit or not participate in the voting or expand the pool or whatever. Like, right? Because because I'm I don't think I'm qualified to watch. I'm, I don't think I'm qualified to vote for this. I don't watch Mexican women's wrestling. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck's going over in the, in, uh, in the UK women's wrestling or pro- what's happening in progress WXW with, with the, you know the few women that are there. No, I'm not qualified. I don't watch WWE that much either. I follow it as far as when people report some of that kind of stuff and I can you know look at the cage match and if something I want to watch, I'll go and watch it. But nah. Saw someone in the comments earlier say they need the ONR 500. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, y'all. Look, I'm not good with projects that agonize over this kind of stuff. No, nah, don't do that to me. No, at R500. What nah. the fuck? Oh my god, that'd be a disaster. Be, yeah, every year or two, it would just be. Yeah, that'd be a disaster. Well, how would I write 500 wrestlers down? Right. Now, now, what I would say is like we could do like a social suplex 500 thing, right? Um, that would be uh, we got a ch- social suplex podcast network uh 500 can't do ss 500 and ain't no ss yeah yeah unless, unless they chevys anyway um but yeah like y'all can like we can do that and i just like i'll stay for voting and y'all put it up and be like i ain't got nothing to do with that that's them they're over there like i'm sure we'll <laughs> get it right but i had nothing to do with it yell at them, <laughs> at them. oh man um so yeah, that'll wrap up our PWI uh, stuff until next year. Boy, um, AW Dynamite opened with Jay White versus Pentagon, and I loved this match. I thought this was real fun. I thought this was. Uh, I love the chopping. You know, I, I you can't you can't go wrong with that, uh, especially like with. Penta basically saying, "Hey man, I'm gonna take off the the upper gear and um, I'm gonna show you the body, and, and we're gonna go ahead and slap some meat." Yeah, man, this match is great. Um, yeah, man, I think it's about that time. I'm gonna ask you something, Rich. Jay White or Seth Rollins? Ah. <sighs> I'll say this. Jay, the best Jay White matches I've ever seen are a lot better than the best. Seth are a Rollins lot better than yeah. the best Seth Rollins matches I've ever yes. seen. I feel like I may need to phone a friend on this one, but the I, would, why I, I think I, I think I comfortably would take Jay White. Uh, I would and, take Jay, obviously, like younger, less mileage, whatever else. But. This question I asked, it wasn't necessarily, it was, I'm interested to see what your answer was, but it was more like, I'm curious to ask, like, Finishel and Chad what they think. Oh, come on now. Cause no, he, that's the one. Because that's he's been, one. He, because Jay's been clearly better than him since he showed up to AEW. Clearly better. But you but you know, they, you, they like to get down and do the whole thing of, you know, they do all this crazy stuff in their matches. Jay don't do no crazy stuff in his matches. This is actually, this is, this he like 
his matches are better than the average WWE really good match, but like this ain't exactly like we're taking the brakes off and we're gonna do a Tiger, a Tiger Driver '98. This ain't exactly that. He's chopping people and and like doing choke suplexes or sleeper hole suplexes. So like, yeah, man. Um, I just, I just, I just thought it was interesting to think about. I just thought it was interesting yeah. because also it's like you know a lot of them with me. I'm like, hey. They had our problems with, with, you know, whatever their gimmick is or whatever their uh, situation is with their promotion or their stable or whatever else. But, like, I know they're great wrestlers, um, but I'm not putting them in that elite tier. I'm not putting them with the Ospreys or whatever else or the or the Phoenixes or the Dangles. I'm not doing it, Pages. I'm just not doing it. And, like, because it's clear, like, there is – they don't flash that enough compared to – they're actual um, people in that class, but they're great wrestling nonetheless. And we should, and like I'm good with just leaving it at that. But you know, when you're breaking out tears of greatness or breaking down like splitting hairs for that, it's like that matters. You got to say like, nah, they're in this pile. They're not in that pile. So uh, I, I just thought it's like, I've always had them in the great, not all time or or you know elite thing. Like it's been two weeks in a row. Like for for White for me, that I've like you know what he's done um, in the ring. And, um, you know, I mean, I mean, pretty much ever since collision started, he's been great, man. He's been great. You know, I, I still think as a character or whatever, or as a, as a, uh, promo and personality, he's still dry or whatever else, but like, that's his character. It works for him. Right. He got enough goofy people. Like, he's around def- he's more, not a cool hill at all. At where, all. Where, where people are kind of like, um, like, like juice Robinson gets to be goofy. The guns are goofy and that like people have taken to the group. I don't get the card blade shit at all. Uh, oh, but. because they're oh because he was missing a couple shows and he and they decided to like oh you're not here let's do the slight gag of like he's still here but it's clearly not him and like now he's like all right y'all want to bring him out cool like Jay White having those 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 cartoon characters around him and him being more of the straight man like it works for it works for him it really does. Yeah. Um. But yeah, made in Japan they. Like this felt like I was watching a another G one match. Like if, I'd be like, yeah, man, I seen Shingo versus Jay White before. Like this, and and like I always kind of compare Penta to Shingo in my mind just because they because do the same Japan? move. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, basically, you know, um, White basically said, "Spoiler alert: He's going to win the Battle Royal," and uh, they said, "Guns up." So after that, we got backstage with, with MJF with Renee. Um, he said he could have ran out here, out there, and got his ass handed to him like any dumb baby face uh, in the history. But that's what a good guy would do. And he's a scumbag. He's on commentary, and he's not going to waste his pop from the crowd on a run in. You, you just were shown on TV. Your pop has just been wasted already. already <laughs> that's not. That's not how that works. Um, and he he hopes Juice wins tonight. Is going to be the left hand of God versus the right hand of the devil. Um, then daddy, uh, asked and the acclaim interrupted Max said they can, you know, accept the challenge. You can get your belts back and we can all team up. And he tried to scissor, uh, MJF, MJF closed his scissors, which was funny. Um, and said he'll enter the battle world tonight. He's going to beat MJF next week. And he's going to force MJF to put a ring on it. Wow. That's crazy. Um, I don't think that I don't think this MGF stuff gets cheered or sorry, uh the Max Caster stuff gets cheered if that's a if 
Like, he's doing it to a woman. I just don't. I think people are like, what are you doing? Knock it off. It's creepy. But because it's MJ, because like the, like the joke is, ha ha, there, or he's, and it's like, I don't, I, well, I don't, I don't understand why someone's unwanted advances are necessarily cute or funny or, or humorous <laughs> to you. I, I find that to be like, knock it off. <laughs> um, then after that, we got a nice video package um, running down the history of uh, Emmy Sakura and Carl Shida talked about how Sakura trained her. Uh, she's got a lot of victories over her. And this is a world title eliminator match. And I thought this was pretty good. This is a very good match. Serve me more of this. Yeah. Um, I didn't like them doing the, um, the long cradle roll or whatever else. But outside of that, like, I really enjoyed the match. It was really good. And, you know, get it. How long? Do, how long do you think this uh, title run is gonna go? Uh, she's got another defense this week against Ruby, um, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Um, I, I guess where I'm getting at is, given how good Sheeta has always been in AEW, given that she's a champion, given it like right now we're at a, we're at we're eating as good as we've ever had at the championship level for uh, for AEW women's with with stat. And Athena and 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 Sheeta, like I better that's a nice see big one, three. On the I road. better see. I that's what I'm getting at. I better. I don't give a damn how early this ends or gets broke up or whatever else. I better see in next year's PWI uh, Women's Two Fifty this reflected that this, that these women went out here and did their no, damn thing. Not when I better not. People... I better not see no. You know this person had one great match. I better not see hey. no fucking Charlotte Flair on number one on this list next year. I don't, I, that's what hey. I'm getting at. I get. I'll not say it when you up. have. Not when you have people on the list that are still bemoaning AEW for not caring about women's wrestling while they still have three of the top ten and in their own list. Like, so, mm. uh, you know. Um, now, not only no that, like, necessary. they have, not only that, they have three great women's champions and they have Tony Storm as a personality, like, that's doing very well uh, for the company. Like, and she's in the middle of the storyline of the dissension between her and, you know, Soraya and the rest of the outcast. So it's like, they're doing more storyline stuff. They're just not getting credit because they were shit for so long. But it's, it, it seems to have, like, turned around. I don't know how long it takes for the rest of the world to look up and be like, oh, it's turned around. But it has. Nah. Um, they... they they hit each other hardness, and you know that's half the battle for me. So, yep. Can you <laughs> um, make your wrestling look look convincingly painful? Like you are, they, people are out here, like you know, putting paws on each other. Oh, they did that. So, um, up next, we got Renee uh, Paquette. She was sitting backstage with Adam Copeland. They were sitting on what looked to be like trash. Uh, <laughs> they were sitting on boxes or some shit backstage. Um, he said things haven't been. Uh, going smoothly since showing up in AEW. He doesn't understand why. Uh, his whole reason was he wanted to end his career team with Christian, uh, who seemed on board, but when it got closer, uh, Christian Cage didn't really want to do that. Copeland then talked about their 40-year friendship again and how they became himself. best friends off of pro wrestling. They talked about how they wrote essays to try to win free wrestling training, which Copeland did, and Cage didn't win, and 
Uh, you know, he he got the job before Cage did, and he was you know doing the thing that they say you shouldn't do, which is hey check my check my friend out and all this other stuff. And it's always been Adam and Jay or E and C. Uh, Renee basically asks, is this jealousy from uh, Christian at this stage in their careers? Uh, Cope said it, it is. He doesn't even want to take the TNT title from him or a spotlight. He doesn't even want to fight this guy. Uh, all clearly lies. But <laughs> um, he, he bas- she basically asks, what does he want in AEW? He says this is a lame answer, but he doesn't know. Uh, he just knows when Luke Source and Wayne turn on Cage, he'll be there to pick him up. I think this went really long. I knew a lot of this stuff already because, of course, like the Edge stories have been told. Like it's not a ton of new ground we're covering. I know you were trained by Sweet Daddy Seeky, and I I know the story. So, um, you know, I, I thought th- I thought him saying that he doesn't know why he's here now. Uh, I think that was that was actually a good kind of um, logical story. If, if your initial plan blew up. Like you're just like, right. well, what do I do? I I don't get it. Right. I I think that's part was right. good. That that's true. Except for like his first like promo before Christian told him to go fuck himself. He said, I want to, you know, I want to wrestle, you know, the top of the company, and I want to wrestle for the belt and the world got a pop for that. And I was like, I like the part where he's mentioning he's supposed to get that part or whatever or whatever. But like, you know. I guess it's There's supposed a to be like, you know, well, I guess since I can't do plan A, I got to go to plan B and not you know, just put me in the title scene because I would hate that. I would absolutely hey, hate that. He already said he don't want the TNT title. What other belts is left? <laughs> you're like, you look around and be like, hey, yeah. Cope, you might need to just take your ass home then. Yeah. And they um, work. He, 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 don't, he don't want you. I guess time to just take it home. Get back to the ring. Warlow kills Ryan Nemeth yes. after the first power bomb. They stopped the match. I'm like, all right, yes. man, y'all, y'all going I, crazy. I thought that I thought that by that point that he was going to get him with one because like like they called the match off and he's going to go and do it again because he's so pissed. And I thought like is Nick Nemeth about to come and save his brother? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was like, wait, what's this? Me, look, I I could see it. I could see that. Um. But uh, after that, Shivani asked what Warlow's deal was, and then he held up his wrist tape, and it had MJF written on it. Yes. And this is like the first, or excuse me, it's like the second person that's decided, you know, we want this smoke with MJF now. Um, too many wrestlers have been in- ignoring this belt for too long. Multiple well, you know, pay-per-views. Fe- you know, the... the- the whole goofy Adam Cole, you know, the whole NXT verse thing engulfed the AEW world title for so long. It's like, oh, yeah, there are people that actually, the whole purpose of pro wrestling to even have that belt is like, people want to prove they're the best and to be the best, you got to chase after, you know, the trinket, the MacGuffin. That was lost on us for a while. Yeah. Um, so, Warlow leaves. Don't you notice how the show has been a lot better ever since like we've gotten back to the fundamentals of, of pro wrestling? Amazing. Have you have you noticed that? It's crazy. Kenny Omega's backstage with Renee said his win loss record has been quite putrid lately, and thanks Kyle Fletcher for challenging him. He's gonna get that right, and he's gonna show everybody who he is. I said once he beats Fletcher and dispatches of the Don Callis family, maybe it's time for the Kenny Omega of old to challenge for the AEW World Title. Oh yeah, Warlow knocked down Tony Schiavone. Yes, to get there, that should be noted. Yes. Because the crowd was kind of excited to be like, "Oh, we want to see that. We want to actually see the MJF 
versus Warlow match as opposed to that bullshit squash. Yep. Uh, he said, maybe it's time for the Kenny Omega of old to challenge for the AEW world title. My ears perked up immediately. Um, then it, all of a sudden, uh, MJF walks on the shot, and he said he's always been a massive fan. He shook his hand, uh, and they, they kind of sized each other up, and everybody was like, whoa, this is a match they've been sitting on for years and years and years and never have done. Yeah. Cause, Whispers. You know, there, it's, it's rare that MJF ever comes cr- either cross paths with uh, the elite. It's 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 interesting. It's almost as if like it was on purpose. <laughs> it's um, like the, the MJF and Cody versus like don't interact with the elite the elite world. Whispers thirteen days, bitch, and uh, from that point it was thirteen days until MJF passed Kenny Omega's record uh, holding the belt. Gotta say, um, I, when Kenny Omega like set that record, it didn't feel nearly as long as his MJF right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, like I was still ready for Kenny to keep keep holding that bitch. Remember when we taught ourselves like, hey, bro, uh, can can like can can can, can Omega just like beat uh, can he beat Hangman one more time and have Hangman come back a third time and win it? Then remember when we taught ourselves that for like a week. That yeah. was dumb, but like that's how good Kenny Omega was as a champion. He really was. And you know, it, <laughs> they're both advertised for Collision. Uh, on the 28th, I believe. Okay. Um, and it's like, are they going to do just this shock match? Like, are they going to announce that out of nowhere? Like, I mean, and build, w- do it I, that night? You know, I would love it because it furthers my agenda of like, hey, Kenny Omega and John Mossy want to show up the Saturdays. Now they, now they all in these Saturdays. The Elite <laughs> Two. It's, it's, Funny. it's amazing. Like one person leaves, and all of a sudden everybody else wants to show up to work. <laughs> Um, I, I would say just throwing away, I don't know. There's there's two sides to look at this. One, we avoid the possible feud of like them dueling on the mic for weeks and weeks, right? Of of MJF like saying God knows what, right? And Kenny, Kenny Omega, Omega don't want to do the mic talk stuff anyway, so so just the good part is just you know just fast forward it, get straight to the match, right? And like, then MJF will win and whatever. Like Which, if it was, you know, if it was he probably should have dropped that bitch, but you know, if it was up to Kenny Omega or the Elite, they would just like send out press releases to the public, and it would just be like two words: "Run at exclamation point." <laughs> they would do it like Michael Jordan. I'm back when he came back the first time. Be like, "Run it!" Like we ain't. I'm not here it's to talk on. on the mic and get into the oohs and ahs and the why our eyes characters were coming to this point and why we have similarity and differences. Why we want the same things? Just run it. Start they don't want to hit anyone we'll with a car. <laughs> they don't want to spill coffee on someone. They don't. They don't want to fight each other over a shampoo commercial. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, interested in seeing that match. Um, so, from there, they don't want to get... fight over who's the face of the company. Right. I. God, I fucking hate those. We can get uh, another. This is another horrible Roderick Strong video. I missed I, this one. I don't know what happened, but I missed it. Put him in a coffin worthy. I paid zero attention um, and just like look up and I see like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and shit. And I'm like, all right, man, who's the, who's green lighting this? Like, were these all pre-taped? Like, and they're just like playing them a week at a time or whatever. Like, how fast is it before we can like? blow through these shits and then pretend this shit never happened. Like, I, 
I don't know. Um, Adam Cole did have surgery on the 12th or whatever. So uh hope he's recovering uh, fine. But take your time. You know, make sure you're 150% ready to go when you come back. The one thing I'll say is, like, the good part about the, the good part about the injury thing is, like, he's off TV. So, like, when he comes back, they can just immediately get to it. They ain't got to come back and then, like, him be, him and them be friends for, like, two more months. And then all of a sudden the turn happens. He comes back. That ha- turn's happening, like, the first two weeks he comes back. And you just get to it. And, he, and it's off our TV. We ain't got to worry about it. Out of sight of the mind, aside from the Roger Strong shit. Then um, we got uh, Don Callis coming out with Kenosuke Takeshita, Powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, Callis said last week uh, someone did the unthinkable. They destroyed and demolished Chris Jericho. Hobbs gets on the mic. He said February 22nd, 1998 was going to be the greatest day of his life when he was supposed to meet his hero, Chris Jericho. Hobbs' grandmother got him a front row ticket. And what Jericho year was this? Told- 1998. This is right. I, I actually know this show that he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a Super Brawl, I believe. Is it a Cal Palace show? Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, Jericho told her to shut up and for young Hobbs to sit down. Hobbs swore that day that he got to look Jericho in his eyes. going to hurt him over and over, and he did that by hitting his spine busters and all that. Um, I I was like, I heard this and I just started cracking up laughing for a million reasons. Like fake, one is fake. It's fake retcon and shit. Yeah. Like fake origin story shit, villain origin story. My, the thing that I enjoyed about it was like the idea that powerhouse house is a huge wrestling fan and his hero was Chris Jericho and not Booker T. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. I don't believe you. Lying ass. Look, I like Jericho too, then, but uh, I don't know. Call me skeptical on yeah, that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm very, very skeptical. Yes, but um, you know, this one of the edge, this one of the edge stories. Like, yeah, man, you done been in the company with this man for years and years at this point. This You're is the first time you got a chance. This, huh? to- okay, like you've been walking around. You was walking around all the vignettes talking about the Book of Hobbs. You ain't never once mentioned Chris Jericho. <laughs> yeah, he was walking through the mean-ass towns or whatever else. He was like, you know, and this all started because, because this motherfucking Chris Jericho, he ruined my life. He set off a shade of events and ruined my life. <laughs> I love it. So, Callis said that uh, people always told Hobbs to bottle up the anger, but in the Don Callis family, he allows guys to be killing machines. Uh, so Hobbs is going to be unleashed on AEW. Cal said they won every match as a family except for when Sammy Guevara got concussed. So he had to get a scab in that failed Kyle Fletcher. Started shit-talking Fletcher a little bit. Yes. Fletcher came out, tried to get in Don's face. Hobbs shoved him off. Fletcher said um, he took you know the match as a favor uh, for Callis, but maybe he was the weakest link in the match. But tonight he's going to prove to everyone, including Callis, he doesn't need anyone's help to beat Kenny Omega. Uh, Callis likes his confidence, fires him up. He says, if he wins, we'll have an opportunity to talk, um, you know, more next week about different opportunities and shit. Um, then we got into Kenny Omega versus Kyle Fletcher. (laughs) No, hold on. (laughs) Dr. Larry said the book of Hobbs is filled with trauma. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> why the book of why the book of sound like the like sounds like uh the green room at an NFL first round <laughs> draft the draft. You know, have them sad ass stories every single year. Damn. Like, you're like, yeah, you know. No, then, then, then my sister died, died and you know, you know this person and, this person's mom or this person's dad was in prison when he was born and it's just and never it's still there. You know, well, like, you know he was born shit. in a jail cell, you know. <laughs> You know, the house burned down. The entire family died except him. You know, all 10 members. Wait, you know. wait, wait. Did you just do the Tupac story just then? That just, that just, like, <laughs> that just slipped to my mind for a half a second. He just, he just gave them the you Tupac know, worst you know, story. Bay Area, you know, Bay Area. You know. Oh, my God. Um, uh. We got Kenny Omega versus Kyle Fletcher. And uh, this was excellent. Uh, this oh was just God, like. After this, the combo of um, Kenny Omega saying he wants to be the AEW World Champion, and then coming out here and doing this, I'm like, "Who am I to disagree? Let's let's get it popping." Um, yeah, man, I'm ready. It's not gonna happen, but it should. It's time. Enough of the nonsense. Enough of the enough of the goofiness. I appreciate that. Uh, I appreciate that MJF has gotten his act together to get to get in the ring. Like it's funny. Like people love MJF and say he's the real wrestler. He's the one that's actually doing this the real wrestling stuff. Meanwhile, like it's MJF that is now getting more serious. Who wrestle the fucking DDT guy? I, I find Amazing. that quite. I find that quite interesting. Amazing. I find that quite interesting. I don't recall. I don't recall. You know, Kenny Omega on AEW television. You know, doing uh uh you know the 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 dancing combination shit with Chris Jericho. I don't recall that. You know, I don't recall him handing out Chris Jericho and, you know, his friends with the inner circle and they're doing basically a, their knockoff version of, of the hangover. I don't recall that. Now, don't get fucked up. I did see Chris, I did see Kenny Omega at the start of his fucking uh, promotion on television, pretend like he couldn't lift 60, or sorry, uh, 55 fucking pounds on a, on a, on a, on a bench press. I, I, I don't, I don't, I didn't forget that. Kenny Omega has some goofy shit, but like, He's been far more serious over the four years of AEW television than MJF ever has been in totality. And, I just, and you know, he'll always get the from the detractors that, like, he's not the real wrestler. That fucking guy is. The dancer, singer, uh, you know. Talker. You know, you know, people that come, weird person that comes up with the story about someone's going to blow a job and crash a car and they swap the bodies. Like, all that shit. So yeah, a million just, uh, just origin that stories, out. yeah, all that shit. But uh, Omega Fletcher was excellent. Uh, this was just high pace wrestling. Great. Uh, Fletcher took the, that last V trigger. That shit was sensational. And he flip bump for oh my god, yes, bro. Because they both didn't they both run off the ropes and miss each other. In it? Yeah, yes, that was they, like they, they was they was running and running and running like Forrest Gump, like. The one where he hits the power bomb into the and bounce off the road, hit the V trigger, and he kicked out. I was like, I know he's kicking out, but it still was awesome. It, it was um, great match, great match. Like, uh, Cows is on commentary Fletcher, this man, whole like, time, s- selling out about Fletcher. Pissed, you know, obviously shit talking Kenny Omega, but you know, still trying to motivate Fletcher, but pissed when he loses. So like. It seems like this could be like two different things. This could be like a seed for Osprey to turn against Callus mm-hmm. or whatever. It could be um, something where Fletcher just turns babyface on his own. A um, couple different things, but 
go out of your way and see this. This was probably the best match of the night. Yeah, and that was like the first 40 minutes of the show, I think. Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, One Wing Angel. Um, and after that, we got a Dan Housen vignette. Oh, I remember why Why I thought that the uh, that power bomb into the off-the-rope V-trick was awesome. Because he laid on, because Omega celebrated and laid on his chest like he had won the match, and then he kicked at two point nine nine nine, and like Omega made this face like I can't believe he kicked out, and I thought it was awesome because it's like the way he sold that he won, like everyone thought that he won off that, and he gave to do something, you know, you know, like cause, you know when you're not a main eventer, like you're supposed to be beaten by the V trigger according to according to Ryan Satin, but oh. like, nah, the V trigger is an awesome move that people kick out of, and he sold it like like it was the greatest thing ever. Lance Archer got a squash in Texas uh, with fresh hairstyle. Yes. Got braided up. Yeah. And uh, all that. It was awesome. Another another quality squash from Lance Archer. Excalibur tells us uh, we got the world premiere of Swerve's video, Big Pressure, the remix with Flash Garments. It's going to air on YouTube. Um, they were walking around at the skate at the graffiti park in Houston. Uh, Swerve cut a really good promo here. Uh, said he should be excited, but he's not. Uh, he should be celebrating with the TNT belt, but he's not because of Hangman Page. Before, it was kind of just business or whatever, but now it's personal, essentially. Uh, and for Hangman to watch out because it's not always you who pays for your actions, which you know some people are trying to figure out what is that a threat for. So is he going to whoop? You know, he's going to put one of the young bucks in the hospital. Is he going to he gonna fuck with someone close? Yeah. I mean, he gonna he gonna fuck up silver and, and then like people gonna be like, see, see. I mean, he don't fuck with them no more anyway. That's, so that's I not don't... the point. He, he's still gonna feel guilty about it. Mm. Um. So from there, uh, Sting, you know, get into it. We well, like we talked about earlier, uh, the whole thing with Sting. So um, he's gonna lay it down. Uh, Revolution twenty twenty four. So, Fountain of Youth, all that stuff. After that, we got. RJ City backstage. Uh, he was sitting with Tony Storm. They threw to the silent film, the ad yeah. break thing, and yeah. you know, I, I this is no her second attention. one doing it, right? She did it last week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this is like her version, her own like stylized version of doing like the Sammy Guevara cue cards thing. I think it's cool. Like, I, like it's goofy or whatever else, but like I think it's a cool thing to like. We're doing a picture in picture commercial thing. Pay attention mm-hmm. or don't, whatever. We got I'm about to say that to that, that shit gives me the. Um, that's just like an alarm. Like, hey, you can turn your brain off. You don't even have to look at the screen. <laughs> I mean, all that. St- I mean, the Guevara stuff did that too. But uh, either way, it's like it's something for somebody to do. And then like p- people that like the character and what she's doing, whatever else, is as tool for people. So if you're into that, cool. Um, it adds nothing for me. I like the character, but this adds nothing to for me. Um, then we got the whole sit down with Jim Ross, Nick Wayne, and his mother, and. Christian, I think this was all over the map. Uh, Jim Ross just having to be in this situation is just like I feel like like Jim Ross is sat between like The Rock and Austin and like Triple H, Triple H, having Foley, Mick Foley, uh, the Elite, Kenny Omega, <laughs> bro. He's Kenny, sitting in Kenny, front of Nick. Kenny, they like Kenny is get his ass full. Yeah, I'm out of here. You know, <laughs> I, I was talking about the one where um, 
when Matt called Hangman a jobber from ROH, but yes, yes, Ross is also there too. But now Ross is there on the other side with Nick Wayne's mom and Nick Wayne. Nick Wayne sitting sitting there like he's a um like a high school kid that smokes entirely too much weed who um is high on his mind often and definitely curses at his mother. I I thought you were going to say because this is what I thought he likes somebody that's going to be that's going to be sent on a scared straight trip. <laughs> like you want to be a you want to be he a doesn't listen bad, to the rules. Be a badass delinquent youth. All right, we're going to show you if you don't change your ways, you're going to be in here with the with the with the you know with the toss salad peanut butter and jelly man. You're going to be in there with the booty warrior bitch. <laughs> you you're going to be out here combing the motherfucker's chest hairs. <laughs> you better you better tighten up, bitch. <laughs> Oh, if y'all never heard of the Booty Warrior, you know, look it up and be careful. Right. <laughs> See, Richby suggests people type in wild shit into the uh, into the search engine. Should, should I tell the story you had about uh, about Shang Song? <laughs> yes, bro. So Rich, Rich is like, "Hey, man, I've been watching uh, someone stream like uh, the you know new Mortal Kombat one, you know, like Mortal Kombat of late, like." Um, have had like these different storylines and different um, let's say universes. They've retconned the stuff and and like this new one, this new storyline, brand new storyline. So he was like, people have saying that like uh, Shang Tsung has uh, that Shang Tsung may or may not have always been queer, right? And so he was like, just he's like, what he gave an audio voice, an audio message, for this, and all of a sudden he types in, just type in. Zesty Shang's son. I replied to him, I'm never typing Zesty into any search function. <laughs> Ever. That's never happening. I don't, I don't, I, I, no. no that, that's not good. Someone reverse searches that. He'd be like, what? What? Why? Huh? And then also, like, what's going to pop up in the, what's going to pop up in the results? What crazy show I see that pop up in the results? So, no, nah, man. No, thank you. Like, it's just some of the ways Shang Song has always taught to people that man, I, you know, I put two and two together. That man always has been a soul sucker, you know. Um, just some of the video I was on TikTok, I saw, and it was like people doing their own impressions of like Shang Song's voice. He was like, you know, that man walks up on Luke Kang and be like, yeah, hey, Luke Kang. Um, <laughs> I can't so, even do this I'm not going to do it. Let's move on. Uh, my point is, Rich will set you up for L's when you t- for, for a search. So don't, don't, when he suggests, hey, you know, go ahead and type in Booty Warrior to, to the fucking search thing. Bro, you don't know what kind of crazy, bro. You type in Booty Warrior in a, into Twitter without no, uh, without no, like, uh, was it adult thing or the, the, the uh, adult yeah. function or whatever else. You're going to see some ridiculous, you're going to see some real nasty. You're gonna see some real nasty. So don't listen to Rich. Yeah. Or at least like keep cut, Rich's look, like cut, recommendations for searches at, at you know at a at a you know at a distance. Don't just be like, hey, I'm definitely gonna do this because your search function no results gonna be crazy. Hey, hey but uh, but uh, but for real, type in that Zesty Shane song and see what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but look, bro, look at the look at the comments. Look at the comments. Oh my god. I don't I don't I don't know what to do with that, man. Doc Lariat, one of a kind. I'm not repeating. Um, you repeat it. This is your segment. You repeat um, it. From listener Doc Lariat, uh, he says, booty is more important than water. That's right. Booty, more important than water. Um, 
Nick Wayne's mom uh, says she can't understand how <laughs> he's gonna move on and go back to. You can't move on. You can just, just you can just shake that off. Any God, let's try. Go ahead. Gotta, you know, just keep it going. Move the game forward. Um, said she can't understand how Nick can do what he did to Darby when he's been a brother to Nick. All the things Christian Cage said about his father and her. This isn't the way. Nick basically explodes, tells her to shut up, mom, and it's it's a lot. And you know, Jr. says, "Hey, calm down," because you know Jim is looking at uh, Mrs. Wayne, and you know, you know Jim got his own thoughts. I imagine the cowboy um, hat emoji. It, oh yeah. Um, he's a you know he's it's time to prove himself and why he's here and his new father figure Christian Cage is a better father than his real dad ever was. Uh, Christian then like appears out of nowhere. I I don't I don't see him come through a door or anything. He just <laughs> he just emerges out like out of crack smoke. He just appears from stage left. Yeah, yeah. And um, he asks, you know, is his son ready to come home? And you know, Nick called his mother a terrible mother, and she slapped him in the face. And Nick says she's, she's dead but she to did him. The, she did the, the the soap opera shit. You slap your child, and, he, and then you immediately go, "Oh my god, what have I done?" <laughs> so shit, you should have been doing like fifteen years ago. You should have been whooping his ass. Yo, he will be acting me talking to you crazy like this in public. He said that he said, "Shut up, mom," to you on camera. You know what? We know what had to happen in order for me to say, "Shut up, mom," to my mom on camera. Obviously, I'm a different age. Let's go back to when I was that age. You know what had to happen, bro? I'd be a, look. This I'd is this is GTBW right brother, here, GTBW. Brother, I grew up with a stepfather that would have shot me, so I don't know. <laughs> so I don't know. So I don't know how y'all get off. Then you can say this kind of stuff to, to people that, that brought you to this world. Y'all should damn mind. Look, Jenna Rivera would have not had. <laughs> would have nah, not. No, nah, man. Like the the Boyd Miller Bellamy alliance that was not. That, that's not something that was that was ever even a thought. Not ever even a thought. Uh, Christian said Nick's mom should have picked up the phone. Uh, him and Nick walked out the door, and then we heard the scuffle. Darby was on the other side, fucking up Nick and Christian. Um, and then you know, Luchasaurus appeared, and then Sting showed up, swept the leg from Cage, dropped Luchasaurus. Uh, Nick Wayne got his tooth bust that they brought out to the arena. Um, was that real? Wayne, yes. Oh wow, that sucks. Uh, he like chipped the tooth, whatever. And he was bleeding and all that shit. And uh, Sting and Darby stood tall, essentially. And uh, Cage held up Nick with loose source on the stage. So um, this thing continues. Uh, then we got the Dynamite Diamond Battle Royal, and I was bored out my mind during this thing. This was like a ooh, like we've seen some great battles in a battle royals in AEW. This was not one of them. This, this is one, one of those, those we gonna th- we don't give up. We don't really care about what's on the main event. Yeah, this is a sacrifice. Yep. Um, MJF was on commentary, and there was like at least Garcia. the story was strong. At least the story was strong between what was going on between MJF, Max, and uh, and Juice. So at least it, like I, so I can't say that like this was for this was for the for the wrestling for the sports entertainment enthusiasts and I, and like I don't mean in no bad way. I mean like. Sometimes you ain't got a hot match, and sometimes the story has to be strong of like who's a who's going to win to be like the, the contender or who's going to set the next match for the actual hot person. 
And that's what this was. It was a move the car forward situation. I don't think it was, and I, I wouldn't say it was unsuccessful. It just wasn't necessarily interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, took a while before it got remotely interesting. Yeah. I think some people, you know, they wanted Daniel Garcia to go through, and uh, Castro was getting the people behind him a little bit. He actually did a rap this week, which is better than most of the ones he, he's done this year. Yeah. So it's almost like I feel like he's sandbagging a little bit. He's mm-hmm. like, hey, y'all ain't going to. Put me another important. I'm just gonna. Like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just. I'm, just I'm, gonna I'm come with a normal the, voice. I'm stuck in the trails with with Billy Gunn in 2023. Yo, yo I'm gonna just. I'm gonna just end the verse where everyone loves the acclaim instead of like actually going with the with more of the, or the bars or whatever. Um, but yeah, Juice Robinson won this thing. They set up Juice and MJF next week. Um, so they did a. Uh, the the Misco and Rocky Romero match I did watch that match from Rampage uh, thought it was Sweet. excellent and it was um, re- really a testament uh, as I think with with Rocky Romero coming out it was like this guy's had a, a hell of a few years like yep. being this liaison and then going to Mexico getting this feud with Mexico that that is heated up Mexico there and uh, and getting it over here and you know in AEW on Rampage and. Uh, they sold some tickets off this thing. It was a nice match. It went two out of three falls uh, on it, and uh, I would probably, I would probably go like four stars on it. Um, okay. I think uh, Mystico was was very over. Um, and really, he wasn't just got- another. He's just another. He wasn't just another blue <laughs> store in a mask. No. Oh. <laughs> As a matter of fact, he wasn't. You know, when when he got in and you know he started doing his doing Don't his stuff, you... the crowd got louder for him. It was kind of amazing how it worked. Actually, I I want to know what the official scoreboard is for when like they bring somebody in, then it becomes a point of discussion for whether or not this person is going to matter, and then like the rating or and or the attendance proves that it was a success, and then they also have like a quality match as well. I want to know what the rating is for this, like. Like you know, they never learn. They they never learn. They never learn. Like they just like you didn't learn this from fucking um, Vikingo earlier in the year, man. And this this one is actually like more obvious, really, because like Mystico comes in having and sells the tickets. Look, having worked in America before, right? Sells the tickets. Uh, has his own kind of match, like where he's the A side coming into this thing. Um has a great year going like where he's like a, the top star or whatever like in Vikingo is like you know he's a star in AAA like that and but i think when you when you compare Vikingo coming in to Mystico coming in like i feel like more people know who Mystico is absolutely personally. if and, you look you don't even have to know who, which Mystico it is. If you've seen that match and you watched pro wrestling a decade ago, you remember Sin Cara. Right. Not to say that like you were enamored with him or whatever else, but there was a fascination, especially early on when he was doing the crazy shit and like he was gonna get like he was gonna they were really gonna strap the rocket to him. So like Bro, that first Sin Cara match when he did that shit where he jumped off Buddy's chest. Yes. And I had never seen that shit in my him. life. Same. Same. So like I can imagine, like, if in a you know there is a timeline where that guy goes to the fucking moon, like if they don't resent him carrying himself like a star, and if they also don't, you know, not you know not not trying like crazy, well, not even the man who tried like being Mexican, so therefore, like, why does he have the accent? 
Yeah. Like people too, like, like so the, the funny thing is like when people talk about like the, the WWE thing of like they didn't bother to speak, they didn't bother to learn the language well enough. It's like, bro, you know how many all right, where's Andrew Garza then? Oh, back in right. NXT? Fuck you. Right? Right. Oh, oh, what, and, what, and also, what 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 is what is, uh, what is or sorry, what is uh, Santos Escobar doing right now? Oh, LWO stuff. Even though he speaks good ass English, oh fuck you. Um, so <laughs> like when they do that whole thing, is like okay, cool. They Vince don't even like people to have accents. Why do you think it took him so long to figure out that Becky Lynch was his top woman star at that time? Why do you think? Why do you think is his struggle with McIntyre? Yep. And back to Sin Cara, there are a few places, I think, less stylistically built than 2011 WWE for what Sin Cara was bringing to, or Misco was bringing to them then. Yeah. Like, they had to roll out, like, Chavo Guerrero to work with him. Yeah. They had to book, like, Primo to work with him when they didn't book those guys at all. Like, they had, like, no one else on the roster for him to wrestle until he became, like, Alberto Del Rio's personal jobber after right. that, like. He shows up a couple years later. I think there's a, you know uh, some more people that know how to work with him there. Yep. So, um, but yeah, and also I, there's I a bunch of people telling him that like that's not how you do it. Like it's the hey man, do what you do. Also, they don't turn the lights down and on his match or whatever. So where he's that in the well. dark. That as well. Yes. <laughs> um, but uh. I, I did not see Collision. I, there was a Andrade and Danielson match. I heard that was uh, getting some good reviews on it. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't have anything else. Yeah, um, I'm out too. Uh, I guess next week we'll catch up on some of the Stardom Tag League stuff, and we'll go through that stuff. Uh, uh, but yeah, um, that's the end of the show. Uh, thanks for listening, y'all. Be sure to oh, over. one more thing, uh, James. Did you see Kazushko Okada was announced for AEW Dynamite next week? Yes, tag match. It's uh, Danielson and uh, I forgot who Danielson's tagging with, but it's Claudio. Versus, yeah, and Claudio versus Okada and who's Okada? Is it Kingston? OC. OC. Oh, Orange Cassidy. Yeah, you know um, that 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 is a Rocky Romero special, of course. You know because Chaos East, it's like yeah. Chaos West um, yeah. when it comes to uh, best friends. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I like the fact Kazushi Okada can um, just be called in on a whim. Um, maybe you know we're looking at that Okada Danielson match rematch that we were kind of thinking was in the works. Hopefully, no one breaks their arm this time. Um, <laughs> so, uh, can, is it too much to get like a backstage segment with um, you know Okada walking by Kenny and be like, "Oh, what are you doing here?" Like, <laughs> just just one of those looks. Like, oh, my former my former tag team partner from earlier this year. <laughs> Just acknowledge him as that. We'll That'd see. We'll see what happens. That'd be funny. Would it be um, able to put the translation down in Japanese when they talk to each other? I would love that. I would love that. Have have Kenny Okada just talk Japanese. Yeah, I would love like it. do it like how. Uh, how Don't even had, translate um, it. Actually, I, I look. For the motherfuckers like like that we were talking yeah. like buddy yeah, earlier. You're right. Don't don't translate yeah. it. Don't do it how they did with do how they did with Bad Bunny and and, uh, and Ray at um at Backlash this year. They just don't go in and they speak. Look, ain't no this ain't for you. This ain't for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It would piss them yeah. off, and and they would piss them off, and they'd be like, "Why the hell are they doing it?" And I'd be like, "They WWE did it this year on pay per view. You forgot already. 
and it was okay when they did it. I I, I guarantee that's exactly what happened. You know, AW and all, and all these fucking foreigners and he's not speaking English. You know, that's exactly what would happen. Yeah. WWE did it. You didn't care. Yeah. Um, that would be pretty funny. It would be. Uh, I, you you, you notice they didn't ask for Sonata. Do I need to clip the the, the Ray and, and and Bad Bunny? I need to get that just, like just had that ready. Yeah, just in case. Had that ready just in case somebody hears this show. Um, yeah, know. yeah, you know. Apparently, you like know. you got to get these, you got to see these likes quick. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. I. <laughs> I think. Um, it would be really interesting. Uh, you know, it, it ain't like they called Sonata to come tag with um, Orange Cassidy. Have we no, talked about not. that? We really got to do a, a Sonata Night to a main event. Bro, this is the least exciting main event, I think, in the history of Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> I would have to look. Like, like, don't quote me. I'm sure maybe there's something like Wrestle Kingdom 2 or 3 that might not hold up. But let's just go from 2015. Let's go actually to two. We'll go to Wrestle Kingdom 8. How about actually 7? How about that? The Okada Tanahashi era. Wrestle Kingdom 7. Okada versus Tanahashi. Wrestle Kingdom 8. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Wrestle Kingdom 9. Zushi Okada versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Wrestle Kingdom 10. Zushi Okada versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Wrestle Kingdom 11. Kenny Omega versus Kazushi Okada. Wrestle Kingdom 12. Tetsuya Naito versus Kazushi Okada. Wrestle Kingdom 13. Kenny Omega hey, versus I, I, Hiroshi hey, Tanahashi. Rich, that, whole, that whole run of, of Kazushi Okada, why, like, is it, how do you compare that to, like, the run that, like, Roman Reigns had at WrestleManias? How do you compare them? You don't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you do not. <laughs> like, you notice, like, you said, like, you mentioned, like, you know, Naito and Omega and Tanahashi. You know, see, they mentioned like old motherfuckers past their, past their uh, sell by date, like Brock Lesnar and Undertaker and Triple H. You know, you notice that? You know, they just, uh, yes. just, just give them a bunch of old dudes and 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 and, and they figure it out. Yeah. Russell Kingdom 14. Kazushi um, Okada versus Tessie Naito. Um, after Kazushi uh, Okada versus Kota Ibushi. You right. know, uh, Russell Kingdom 15. Tetsuya Naito versus Kota Ibushi and Jay White versus Kota Ibushi. WrestleMania 16. Or excuse me, Wrestle Kingdom 16. I think it's Will Ospreay versus Kazusha Okada, I believe. Yep. yep. Um, a day after uh, Shingo Takagi versus Kazusha Okada. Yep. Um, Wrestle Kingdom 18. Or excuse me, what was 17? Last year. 17 was yep. last year, 18 yep. this year. 17 yep. last year. Uh, Kazusha Okada, Jay White, but we know it was Will Ospreay, Kenny Omega. Um, is the worst match out of all them uh, uh, Okada matches? Is that the worst match that Jay White and from this year? Yeah, Jay White match this year, or is or you say Naito from eighteen? I would 12? say Jay White and Okada this year. Would that still not be at worst the second best Roman Reigns match at WrestleMania? Yes. Would that be the best match at WrestleMania for for him? I, no, I'd probably, say, I'd probably say the Lesnar match is better. I would go with the Lesnar match. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if you include the cash in, definitely. 
So Naito versus Sonata. <laughs> um, hey man, people are tired of seeing Okada in the main event. So there you go. <laughs> Look, they don't want Will Ospreay there. They don't want Kenny Omega there. Okay, okay, have at it. Yeah, let's see it. Yeah, y'all have fun. I'll I'll go to sleep. Y'all let me know how it was. I'll wake up the next day and see it. You know when the Lij sickos have rated it like a nine point eight on Cage yeah, Magic. Shit, Rich, I, I got to tell you, I'm not exactly like planning to go to Japan this year. No, oh, no, no, this didn't do it. No, no, no not even close. <laughs> Look, you could be in the Naito and Sonata. I know there are some people that are. I expect. Look, I expect them to go out there and have a, a great match. Um, do I expect them to go out there and have you know an all timer? No, yeah. but I expect I, them to go out there. Sonata match. don't exactly produce those. Like, yeah, that's not his thing. So, yeah. you know, we're, I, I I will say this: it will be, it is refreshing. We'll get to a uh, you know a big match in, in the Tokyo Dome or from New Japan Pro Wrestling and Southern New Japan Pro Wrestling. We're like. The match don't exact. The match ain't no classic, and like, there's nobody that's blaming Tetsuya Naito. You know, I think a lot of the back and forth when these matches don't hit with Naito is like Naito lazy, broke up ass, and then you know the Naito fans be like, you know, what about you know, come up whatever the excuses. You're like this one, we're all in agreement. It's not Naito's fault when this on when this on become all time match. We're it's 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 it's, it's Sonata. It's the other guy. We look. We finally all get to unite and be like, "Nah, man, they let not they let Naito they down. Let Naito down. We can We all finally unite. It finally. What a convergence of events! It took us a long time. We finally all here. We all together they have, now. They have united the fandoms of Kazushiko Okada, Kenny Omega, and Tessa Unite are all behind Tessa Unite at last. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Gato, you sick genius. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he also fucked up two other uh two other promotions to do it, but whatever. In his run to get to this this brilliant idea. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, have fun. Uh, shout out to keep it strong style. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna try to talk y'all into it somehow. So or not? Have I they don't know. I, into it? I, I don't know. We gonna see. So, um, you know, are they gonna? Are they I, gonna I think they've allow, been out. They've they been gonna, out on Sonata for a while. So, are they gonna allow us either one of us on keeping the strong style within the next five months? <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> They'd be like, no, nah, you can't come on. I didn't even ask. <laughs> <laughs> Look. Stay with nah, James. We even have you on. I didn't ask. Yeah. Just, just letting you know. We ain't, we ain't, we ain't tolerating your bullshit. You know, <laughs> we not it, putting up with it. You orations. I'll go back when Kenny goes back. How about that? Oh, man. <laughs> we, this is a package deal. We travel as a team. Wow. You know? Oh, you like Brock and Vince? Yeah, yeah, he go, I go. Oh my god. Oh, uh, yeah, but uh, that'll wrap it up. All right. Uh, yeah, that's the end of the show, y'all. Thanks for listening. If you are um, watching from the stream, you can go to uh, our red circle um, that is going to be in the show notes of the podcast. Um, uh, but also be sure to listen to the Bless us. Sorry? I said, bless us. Yes, bless, yes, bless us. Uh, but also, besides once you're radio on social plus podcast where you can also listen to uh, Keeping the Strong Style. All things elite. 
and Imp's WWE adventure. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. CM Punk going to Impact Wrestling would be fucking hilarious. TNA. You're right.